This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we are talking the results for the 7th annual box office gamble. All of our wager has been leading up to this moment. Snap. Recording and this is out now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is Abe. Hello. Out now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. However, every I'm just going to skip all this preamble. This is what it is, guys. It's the seventh annual summer movie gamble results show. That's Rest right. Uh huh. We've been talking about this all summer, where Abe and I, along with many frequent guests of the show, all predicted what we thought were going to be the top ten and highest grossing films. Of the- yeah, some fans. We all we predicted what we thought was going to be the top ten highest grossing films of the summer at the domestic box office, and today we're gonna we we have the results. It is it is Labor Day as we're recording this, so we have the results for what are the top ten films of the summer, and we have joining us a couple guests that are we're gonna go over all of this with us. We're gonna see who won this thing. It's gonna be huge. This is a big episode for us. This is this is one of the key. There's like th- a few key episodes every year. And this is maybe the biggest one of them all. Let's put it like, I mean, the Oscars, that's one thing. But the summer movie gamble, oh boy. This is something really different. This is out of this world. So let's get to it. Joining us uh, to talk the 7th annual summer movie gamble results, we have from Why So Blue and the Cult Cinema Cavalcade podcast. He's the solo support of the Hotel Artemis and feels incredible when talking to three identical strangers while playing tag. It's Brandon Peters. Hey, for the 7th annual... Uh, summer movie gamble we will finally answer the question what's in the box office (laughs) do it well done also joining us from fast film reviews he's a real american animal when it comes to breaking into the first reform for an upgrade to save as a drift friend from superfly black Klansman. it's mark hoban hi everyone How, how are the two of you doing today terrific very well Ready to hear Mark's enjoyment as he wins the box office gamble. Oh, no, no, no. I am nowhere close to winning this one. But I'm I'm here. And, you know, I, I don't the people who show up on the podcast get like an extra five points. I mean, I think there should be something. We get the second we get the second and, and third spot if we didn't win. Oh, wow. I don't oh, want to yep. I don't want to reveal anything as far as what five points would do for either of you. But so we'll, we'll just leave it at that for now, because five points could go a long way or it couldn't. Um, but yeah, we, we are going to we're going to go over all this because it was quite a it was quite a summer. I, I will say this about our results as a whole before we go over all of them. This is cumulatively cumulatively, I believe, like the highest like average we've ever had for this. I think we all did really well. Um I think right. what helps is we all got the number one correct, which seems to rarely happen. We seem to always be taken by surprise right. by something. Like, yeah. I believe last year it was Wonder Woman uh, that, like, took number right. one. And we were like, oh, that happened. We were all like, oh, that's going to be, like, fourth or fifth. <laughs> like, except Abe. Um, but... I think I had it, like, seventh. <laughs> you had it low. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I am a fool. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, so, to, you know, between all of us, like, our yeah, our average was fairly high. I mean, there was one person that dragged it way yeah. down, as usual. But, I mean... <laughs> Beyond that, um, no, we, we we did pretty well as far as – especially compared to last year. Last year, there was a lot of, I believe, disappointment at the box office, which is why so many of our scores were fairly low. Like some things underperformed or it didn't do nearly as well as we thought they would. So it, it kind of – it hampered our hampered our attitudes 
we're all I think we're all of us yeah. are like who is going to win this like all of us did terrible <laughs> I, I do think that just looking at everyone's picks a lot of people had nine of the ten movies that did make the top ten so then right. it just comes down to did you get it in the exact spot in which it you know placed so Pretty that's nice. everything yeah that's, yeah that's a big factor too yes Mo- for the most part mm-hmm. all of us had at least like nine of the options there are some exceptions one key one that cost him big um but uh, yeah ranking of course was also important and yes you are correct mark i think there is there it's a mixed bag as far as how dead on some of us were with some of these but yeah the there were there were 16 of us there were 16 of us yes there's a lot of us this See, year you can you could come in i mean let's say let's say you could come in the middle of the pack and you could have still done pretty well that's what i'm saying is that this is tough competition yeah yeah. Well, yeah. When I was when we were first made, submitting these, and I saw them, I was like, "Everybody's on the same page here." Like, and pretty much. And what helps really is really close. They're and never every, like this. And everyone had a pretty good idea of what things were going to do because even though none of us got like exactly every ten correct, the, the, you know, it's it's only like one. It's only like one ranking off for the most part for a lot of us. Like that's and again, which is again why our scores are so high. So I guess I should right. go over this real quick uh, as far as how these scores work. So what happens is. Uh, so, as I've said, all of us predicted what we thought were going to be the ten, 10 highest grossing films of the summer at the domestic box office. And then we also made three Dark Horse picks. Picks that could make their way into the top 10, though we're not entirely sure, but they're like good backups. Um, so you could get a point from that as well. So here, I'm going to lay out what the point score system is. So getting number one or number 10 exactly dead on correct, you'd get 13 points. If you got two through nine correct, dead on, 10 points. From there, if you're one, if one of your picks is one spot away from where it actually is, it's seven points. Two spots away, five points. If you have a pick that's just somewhere in the top ten, that's more than two spots away, it's three points. So it sounds elaborate. I guarantee you can figure this out. Uh, but basically, with that line of thinking, we've added up everybody's you know separate lists as far as where their rankings were versus where the actual rankings were, and we have the exact point system. Uh, or the exact uh, results of the, the point totals uh, for where we all are. And we're going to get to that. Um, but uh, before we do that, I feel like uh, I just want to get a kind of a general thought on the summer. We'll kind of get into our best picks, our best, you know, our best, our favorite films of the summer and some other kind of categories. But gen- general thoughts on, on this summer at the movies? How about you, Brad? Uh I had a good time. Uh, there was a few things I didn't really like. Um being a parent, I, I got to take in Hotel Transylvania 3, which was uh, better than that spoken. But I, I enjoyed most. I, I didn't uh, really, um, I wasn't able to see as much as I would have wanted on the back half of the summer. Um, a lot of, uh, much so, more so smaller films. But um, it, was a, it was a solid year. Every, I mean, I even... I didn't mind like a uh, Jurassic world fallen kingdom. I thought it was like a strange kind of entertaining fun though. I know it's not a uh, pop been, has it been popular with people? I, I kind of, I don't like split or the box office would say so. <laughs> the box office would say so. Like it's like, you it's one of universal's biggest movies ever. So somebody, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it, it, I don't know. It felt like, like the old carnosaur knockoff movies got infused into Jurassic park in a way. It was really fun. I think we'll talk, we'll probably talk about some of these as we kind of go through the list. Right. Here, but yeah. So but I, no, I, 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 I enjoyed, I enjoyed every, pretty much mostly everything you saw. And like even small film, like black Klansman was badass. It's one of the best movies of the year. Mm-hmm thrown in there in the summer but uh yeah how about you mark 
I thought it was a really good summer. I Every year, I feel like there's always several independent pictures that really kind of talked to me. Last year was The Big Sick, and it ended up being my favorite film of the year. And this year, um, there were several films, uh, independent pictures, that came out that I really liked a lot. And we'll talk about those later, just is that we're just talking generally right now? Yeah, just generally. Yeah, yeah just generally. Okay. Uh, so I, I really liked it. But then also I thought the summer delivered on some really uh, spectacular big budget things. I'll just Mission Impossible was, was really a spectacular uh, popcorn film that I thought was really great, actually, and, and shows that that franchise is showing no signs of fatigue. It, it's just as great as it ever was. Um, I, I do think it's kind of interesting that the definition of what is considered summer keeps being stretched because the the biggest movie of the summer was released in april um so it, it, it's kind of like not the the definition of what is considered summer now is becoming almost sort of amorphous and then you know in the fall we get these like huge films that sometimes become the biggest of the year so i don't think summer is no longer the the, the time where necessarily the biggest films are released um but it's definitely a, a, a time when a lot of fun uh, pictures are, are come out. There were a couple that we'll get to and that I did not care for at all and probably mm-hmm. will end up in my, my least favorite films of the year. Um, but uh, one other thing I'll just mention is I, I was surprised at sort of the failure of Solo, the Star Wars story. I, I really, as far as, I, I thought it was a good film, but as far as the box office, that was probably a pretty kind of surprised, uh, you know, in terms of box office that didn't perform like I, I thought it would. Yeah, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about some of that and more. And I'll, I will, I think, relatively speaking, solo because I mean, it did like it did not make money. But yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying as far as it is a Star Wars comparatively, movie. Comparatively, yeah, comparatively, yeah, yeah, it's it's on the lower end when you think of what a Star Wars movie could make. Uh, sure. Abe, 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 where are your thoughts? Where are you at? I had a good summer. I I remember last summer I wasn't that impressed, even though the box office numbers really really put it in my face to say that everything made so much money. But this this summer, much. I mean, that was part of the thing. Mm-hmm. Like it was, things were kind of low last summer. <laughs> yeah, it, it, but again, it just felt like a weird summer where it, nothing really stood out to me in terms of just being. I went gaga over, and this summer was different because I had a mix of everything. I mean, we had those tentpole movies like sure, Infinity War and um, uh, Jurassic World and Deadpool and Ant-Man and the Wasp kind of things. But you also had really small movies that I really enjoyed, like Eighth Grade, Black Klansman, uh, Blind Spotting. Um, What's the writer? And so there was a lot of like something for everybody. I still haven't even caught up on the the documentaries that I really want to watch. So I think it was a really good summer. And it was a summer of repeatability because I went to go and see uh, Infinity War a few times. I went to go and see uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp a couple of times. I went to go see, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Crazy Rich Asians a couple of times. So it, it was a, it was I felt like it was a good summer week in, week out. Wasn't there some weird one you saw twice, like Hotel Artemis or something? Did you see something like twice? I, I remember I watched Hotel Artemis. I didn't watch it twice. There's some, there's some movie you saw that you said you saw twice that surprised me. I don't know what it is, but it's like what? Uh, Carol. Life of the Party. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was one of them where it's like you saw it again. I was like, oh, you saw it again? <laughs> I think it might have been Carol that I spoke about last week. I don't no, know. I mean, at the movie theaters. I mean, okay, I mean, <laughs> we're talking about Carol. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Slender Man? I don't know. <laughs> Did you see it twice? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see it once. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, no, I I agree with what you guys are saying. And I and especially the sentiment of kind of big and small. I think there is a lot of there's a lot I mean, there's always a lot of kind of smaller art house films or independents that kind of, you know, get their play during the summer that, you know, happen to be great movies that happen to have come out in the summer, um, which is you know expected. But there were a lot of those. 
as well as just a lot of blockbusters that really did deliver, just like you said, Mark. I, I agree with that. I think there's there's these movies that you kind of expect to do well, but you know how well how good they are quality wise. I mean that could be kind of float, um, but no, the ones. I mean, the the movies I took as like givens that I knew were going to deliver delivered. Um, there was very little in the way of disappointment, um, and so yeah, I was when I, I was especially kind of during like I think like July. It was just like there's nothing bad you could watch right now. That was kind of where I was at as far as between the independents that were coming out and the big blockbusters that were already out. Um, with like some exceptions, something like I don't know. I don't Hotel want to, Transylvania. I don't want to rag on Hotel Transylvania three. <laughs> I don't want to rag on Hotel Transylvania three too bad, especially because it's you know sight unseen by me. But at the same time, it's like well, that seems like one out of like so many films I, that are currently. I on give theaters. you permission. I give you permission. <laughs> As someone who saw it, I give you permission. Well, I I I, I, I hope uh, Jenny Tarkovsky can move on to something else now after making his third Hotel Transylvania movie. Maybe that gives him enough keys <laughs> to to finally have his own movie where he's like, yeah, let me do something else instead of this again. Uh, unless he just has a lot of fun. Maybe he does. Maybe he has a lot of fun doing these movies if he's just, you know, cranking it out. That could be it. Anyway, let's um, let's move on. Let's get to it, guys. Let's get to Okay, so let, let me, before we get into who, you know, who placed where, let's get to the res- actual results. Um, so we have these now. This is, as of today, um, we have at number 10, uh, The Meg with $123 million. At number 9, Ocean's 8 with $139 million. Uh, at number 8, is Hotel Transylvania 3, Colon Summer Vacation, $162 million. Uh, number seven is Mission Colon Impossible Dash Fallout at $206 million. Uh, number six, this is, where it gets, this is where it gets crazy. Number six is Ant-Man and the Wasp with $213.706 million. At number five, oh, sorry, I got that backwards. <laughs> that was so low. I got yeah. that backwards. Yeah. I fucked that up. <laughs> okay, I'll say it again. This is where it gets crazy. At number six, we have Solo with 213.706 million. At number five, we have Ant-Man and the Wasp with 213.769. So a mere $60,000 is what separates Ant-Man and Solo, um, which -hmm. played a huge role in where our final scores are. Oh, for sure. At number four is Deadpool 2 with 318 million. At number three is Jurassic World, Colin Fallen Kingdom at 415 million. And number two is Incredibles 2 with $602 million, which is like a landmark number for an animated film, $600 million. And number one, Avengers, called Infinity War, at $678 million. Um, as some people may recall, we did start, we did do, we, we recorded this gamble literally uh, like two weeks earlier or a week earlier than we normally do just to make sure that we can include Avengers in this without getting tainted on its opening weekend numbers. Um, so that, because <laughs> we... Since uh, Marvel is like, hey, let's get the biggest global gross of all time on their opening weekend, we're like, I guess we have to adjust to our own summer gamble. So that's that's why it's we're just, fitting it in. I was just going to say, just to show how big this summer was, if you were to take last summer's number one, Wonder Woman, and let's say it stack it up against these films, it would be number four. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Jurassic World, Incredibles 2, and Infinity War all did better than that so that kind of gives you some sort of you know area of comparison this was a huge summer i mean lots lots of money was made yeah for sure it was uh yeah (laughs) there's a lot a lot of happy executives out there i'm sure somewhere uh for a little bit more perspective by the way avengers has 2 billion worldwide jurassic world has 1.3 billion worldwide avengers has 1.1 billion (laughs) uh what's the deadpool 2 is 734 million which is quite high 
Uh, Mission Impossible is on its way to $700 million, which will make it Tom Cruise's big, biggest gro- global grocer of all time. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, there's a lot to uh, a lot for these people to, I guess, you know, a lot of the bragging rights that they get. Um, as far as these numbers go, they are ever-changing. Even though our gamble ends, there's still um, you know, plenty to happen as far as the, the numbers go because some of these movies are yeah, still, still currently in theaters. theaters. Yeah, so like Mission Impossible... It's probably going to climb up. Probably could I mean, at the rate it's going, it could end up at number four ahead of Solo and Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, Crazy Rich Asians is currently at number 11. Or sorry, number 10, number that- 12. Sorry, it's the Avengers thing. <laughs> I look at Box Office Mojo, and since Avengers is considered spring, it, like, it messes it's... up my whole chart. Um, right, so, because of that Avengers thing. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, Crazy Rich Agents, it could make its way into the top 10 because it's, oh, it's going to. It's going, it's going to. Make it, 100% yeah. it will, yeah. yeah. It's having less than 10% drops every weekend so far, and it's at 117 right now. So by the time it's done... I don't even know what's going to be at by the time it's done, but in the next few weeks, it's going to at least be ahead of the Meg. Um, so it's it'll be up there. It'll, it could make its way ahead of Ocean's Eight. But uh, good yeah. job, Chris Rigations. We'll see. And yeah, right outside the top ten, also you have Mamma Mia with 118, which is still making money, also. I but I think the Meg is outpaced at this point. Um, what else? Uh, Equalizer Two was uh, right up there. Um, with 100, with 100 How did million. Equalizer 2 do compared to Equalizer? Ex- kind exactly, of more or less the same ballpark? Exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Okay, uh, pretty right. much. Yeah, let, me, let me see the exact thing. It's it's like pretty much right there. Alright. Uh, yeah, the Equalizer <laughs> has 101 million. This one currently has 100, and, 100 million point seven. <laughs> oh, so it's wow. like it's going to end. What's the worldwide? Let me see. Uh, the worldwide... Oh, it could it, actually outgross it. Yeah, it, it looks. I mean, worldwide for Equalizer is one ninety two. Equalizer two is currently at one sixty three. So it's pretty much like it might. Yeah, it might do like a few more million domestically here, but it's gonna round out basically the same. Okay, which is you know not bad. Like, not bad it's, for like a movie that costs like what seventy million dollars to make. Mo- yeah, they're not that expensive. Like Denzel's probably yeah. the most expensive thing in the movie, but especially for Equalizer two because it looks cheap. Um, what else? <laughs> <laughs> um, what else is it? Christopher Robin? Um, it was say eighty-seven. Like it's not you know Equalizer. They're Christopher Robin. They're never going to make it in the top ten, but they're certainly you know they did well. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. What else as far as numbers go? That's impressive. I mean, documentaries did great. Uh, Won't you be my neighbor? Made twenty-two million, which is very high. Um, let's see. There's the the three identical guys. Three identical strangers, good. eleven million. Strangers, that's, yeah. that's right. three identical strangers that made a lot of money. I think R- the, RBG. The, RBG is Magnolia Pictures' highest grossing film of all time, um, which is saying something. Uh, the next wow, was, really? there was a lot of yeah. kind of high profile uh, documentaries. Uh, I yeah. never saw it, but uh, there was also a documentary about Whitney Houston that also uh, called Whitney, yeah, Whitney, yeah, which mm-hmm. I played in good things about. Yeah, yeah, it's directed by uh, Kevin McDonald, who I'm a big fan of, so uh, I, I expect it to be good. Um, I want to check oh. it out as well. Uh, what else? Uh, and even see. like the small movies, like what you were talking about earlier. I mean, those right, guys yeah. made some money too. Black Klansman, you know. Uh, Black Klansman's doing weirdly really well for it's one of Spike Lee's biggest grossing movies ever. Um, yeah. Without inflation, uh, this summer, but I mean it's it's still yeah you know, like Inside Man and Malcolm X are they're like his tops. Those are definitely like hands. yeah bigger um, box office things. Let's see, much to Scott Mendelson's chagrins, Teen Titans Go to the Movies did not perform. It did not well. do well. It, it did it's it didn't cost that much either. So yeah, it, it, like it, a it, 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 it like it like tripled its budget, but still yeah. it's yeah it's, it's like Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters basically like it cost two bucks and it made millions so there you go i mean it cost a little more than that but yeah it wasn't bad 
What else um, are we looking at? Upgrade did uh, pretty well uh, for what it is. I haven't seen that. It's quite good. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's what I hear. Um, where am I? What was I looking at? Um, there, there are some underperformers. Um, Skyscraper was like the most, I think, the most notable. Uh, always in my top yeah. ten. Yep. It's quite, we, quite, a lot of us put that in our top ten. It's quite. Yeah. Yep. Thanks a lot, The Rock. It's quite expensive, uh, and like it did overall fine. Like it didn't like break any bags. It just didn't like. It didn't I feel like Skyscraper was. The Rock's Baywatch this year, a movie that yeah. a lot of us put in our top ten, thought it would make it, and then it was it 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 didn't make it. I didn't see Skyscraper, but I I, I know well, why Baywatch didn't hit the top ten. Well, it was awful. Here's here's where we go back to Central Intelligence was in the bottom of like the top ten that one year. So and the next year we we're all like we're all gonna throw uh, Baywatch in there too. It and then this year, back, well, skyscrapers was... are more a more. Uh, given so we threw skyscraper on like the i think we all have it in like at least the seven to ten range it was yeah. it was back to back because it was san andreas and uh central intelligence that like right, did really right. well for the rock so yeah baywatch was like nothing uh well yeah and, and it's not a summer film but he you know he just did jumanji which was huge that was, that was like, a monster i mean he just he also he just did rampage, rampage in april yeah. which, which did right you know, did a good so you have this idea that there's sort of a built-in audience for the rock that will just go see his movies no matter what but well, yeah, uh, yeah, they yeah. just didn't turn out for that i mean yeah we, we talked about it in our skyscraper episode we basically broke down because overall I do like that movie. I don't think it's great, but I, I, I can see why it wouldn't be like, I got to see that again. It's because it's pretty, it's pretty basic as far as a die, die hard ripoff goes. It's, uh, and obviously audiences felt pretty much the same way. They're like, eh. um, yeah, there? but then you have a movie like the Meg, which is a ripoff of jaws and that did well. So <laughs> Jason Statham plus shark. And you don't see too many shark movies all that often on a, on that kind of scale. I mean, it's, it's Those sure. always it's, seem to like, crazy ones get the those lay out like I, not so much snakes on a plane but if you have some high concept thing like that could like a, a glorified sci-fi channel original movie that comes out late in the summer What's, for some reason people tend to come out for it it's like people generally like jason statham uh even mm -hmm. though they don't generally go and see his movies and like his movies like mainly like him as a leading role like they don't Go and draw because well, a, a to see lot him. of them look the same. Yeah, they do. So this is you know, something but, unique, so, and they, and I would say yes. I, would, I would argue that the marketing does a good job. It presents a movie oh, that yeah. doesn't look too serious. It looks like fun, which is what most of us had with the Meg. <laughs> Not me. No, and I, Thanks, you, you say most of us, but that movie did not get good reviews. It it's definitely was one of the uh, crit more review, critically. Guys. It was eh, it's near the critical pans, actually. I, oh, I would say forty-seven. Okay. So Mark and I are right. Okay, got it. Forty-seven percent. It's not super low. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, I don't know what's happened uh, if Rotten Tomatoes is grading on a curve, but it seems like everything gets like 90% now. I mean, it's very hard. There's a huge amount of movies that like have 90% and higher, uh, or or movies are just getting maybe, better. Maybe the movie studios are just like, hey, stop messing with our ticket sales, and we'll just you know give you a cut and make everything on a curve. That's probably what happened. Don't start some kind <laughs> of conspiracy that's going to get some nut job like going on this thing. Uh <laughs> I don't think any nut job listen to our show. But... You don't know this. <laughs> <laughs> I speak the only people that listen to our show are sane have, individuals I was with very say, good logic. Exactly. Our our listeners are sane and, and very yeah. uh, coherent, and they would never... Exactly. They read stuff like uh, the Code of Zeke and Fast Film Reviews. <laughs> and listen to Cults of a Cavalcade. 
Thanks with our. Oh, oh no, dude, we have the nut jobs. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, Maybe they they're probably they're they're probably tuning into this episode now. You got them started, so. What have I done? I've That's what I bring to the table. The crazy again from Star Wars Three. That's what they call it, Star Wars Three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can remember the full title. I oh. lost that game. Palpatine's Revenge. <laughs> the Meg B plus the Cinema Score. They think it's average. <laughs> <laughs> That's an average score. Fine, fine, fine. Take your win. I mean, if well, audiences, I think bad. audiences did like it. I mean, it wouldn't. I, I it know wouldn't it's in the top ten. Yeah, China loved it. <laughs> like, of that. course they would. <laughs> All right, let's get to some of these results. <laughs> Since you guys are waiting here to know what you did in this. Um, All right, so we'll kind of go through everybody's point totals. There were 16 of us. There are a number of ties, um, but someone did not tie. It was Marcus Robinson, who's in ninth place with 51 points. Um, oh, ninth place? Ninth place, yeah. Oh, so, 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 ninth, there? so there's a lot of, there's there's a, a lot as of I ties. Said, there's then. a lot of ties, yeah. Oh, so, Dave, do you have a tiebreaker or, or it's just it we does, just share it? It doesn't matter because there's only seems like we just share it. There's only one winner, okay. so. <laughs> okay. so, so well, I, I'm so, not arguing. I yeah. I like the idea of whatever I uh, my number is going to seem a lot better now. Yeah, that's one way so to look that, at it. So that we we got 16 people <laughs> and we're starting at ninth place. Yeah, at ninth. Yes. So you don't you don't start him at 16, and then have the tie. I, technically, okay. technically, he would be 16th. But no, we didn't right. do it that way. Yeah, okay. I mean, it doesn't make it doesn't help us in any way. It doesn't help him in any way. I'll just get, all right. We, we you can you let, could say like he's for sixteen, and like the next person is at ten. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like we just say really leave Marcus in the dust. Right. I'm trying to make it this as easy as possible for Marcus who listens to this. I mean, I'm just saying he got last place ninth in this case, given the number of ties, and he had 51 points. Um, yes. I don't need to go for everybody's top 10, but Marcus is a unique case because he's, he's a unique person. Um, he, he went, sure. he went wrong right away. We all talked about this. Deadpool 2 was his number two pick. That just wasn't the right choice. That's what happened there. <laughs> wasn't a bad choice. Deadpool did have a number four. Like, you know, wasn't the worst thing possible. But then but he also something up. But then he had, Solo, but then he had Solo at number three, <laughs> then Incredibles, and then Jurassic World. And then he had Hotel Transylvania really high. Not a bad choice. <laughs> Not an awful choice, but again, he he that's left. Not, I mean, well, it, it ended up at eight, movie. right? Yeah, yeah. That did pretty well. No, that's not. I mean, that's not horrible. It's no. two yeah. two away. The, the, the Those were thing, all movies that made money. The weird thing is he doesn't have Mission Impossible on here at all. Right. That was that was the he other thing. I have Mission Impossible. That was his fallout. Not even a dark horse. Oh, but um, oh, nice. Oh, he had hereditary. He had a hereditary as a dark uh, horse, and not Mission Impossible. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> hereditary well, did pretty good, by the way. Happen. Hereditary is like A24's biggest film of all Marcus, time. Marcus, we so. love you well, a lot. Not, I will give him points because Hereditary was a really good movie. I, was, yeah. But that's one of my one of my like independent pictures I really enjoyed this summer. Yeah. I mean, it's a really good movie, but really good movies don't get yeah. you out of the box office gamble. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. No, that's, that's <laughs> why the Meg is number 10. It could have been a word-of-mouth horror film for the summer, but... it. it I mean, technically it was. <laughs> it was and, and, and was. I mean, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's Marcus. He's a number 10. Let's get to number eight, which is Jordan Grout with 59 points. Um, not much to say here. You know, he just had some things in the wrong order. That's all. Yeah, exactly. Just a different order. Yeah. Uh, he had Christopher Robin and Mamma Mia in the top 10, which, uh, didn't work out. He had Hotel Transylvania. He got a Dark Horse. <laughs> As of like a week ago, it did. But I mean, no, Mamma Mia was, a, no, it wasn't a bad pick. Uh, no, it's not a bad pick. Yeah. That's, no, that's a good pick. Mainly just order. That's all. Um, uh, coming up next, we have um, in seventh place a tie 
uh, between uh, Peter Paris and and uh, Terrence Johnson with 60 points. Uh, what, what do we got with Terrence? Terrence, um... Yeah, nothing nothing bad. It was just kind of just the order of it. Yeah, yeah, Terrence, and he had Mamma Mia kind of high. He had Mamma Mia pretty high. He had Ant-Man all the way at number 10, uh, which certainly didn't help. Um... And what Think about, locally, uh, not globally. And so, uh, Peter, a past champion, uh, he he got the first three dead on Avengers: Incredibles: Jurassic World. Um, but then uh, he what, he bet a little too big on Ocean's Eight. He went for Mamma, Mamma Mia again. A lot of points would have been given if Mamma Mia stayed in the top ten. That, like, that, oh, was, he, a, that was a huge factor. Peter got the Peter got the the top three dead on. Yeah, top three yeah, dead on, yeah. and yeah. finished that's, seventh. That's interesting because yeah, I would think that that would really raise you up a lot. You would think, but again, he put he put Mommy in number ten, and he also had a skyscraper in there, so those are both zeros. I mean, I had I had well, yeah, we'll get to mine. Yeah, there, but I, I did some. The 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 next okay, we'll get to the next one right now. Um, in sixth place is Alan Aguilera and Yancey with sixty two points, and I'll talk about Alan right away because he started off so strong. He has Avengers, Incredibles, Jurassic World, and Deadpool. He has the top four dead on picked. Wow. Then. For some crazy nice. reason, he's like, on number 9 and 10, I'm going to have the first Purge and Sicario, which, no, that did not happen whatsoever. And, uh, yeah, so that, that... I remember when we rec- recorded the show, too, you you called that out, Sicario, like, right out off the bat. Yeah, Sicario, right. it's like... Well, I mean, you know, the first one didn't do that major... Aaron pointed out, it's like, now we have the same movie, but now Emily Blunt is not in the movie. Yeah, like if, how is that going to... How is it going to earn more without yeah. her in it? And people are going to have it, Broly fatigue by that time of the summer. Yeah. Although it, the movie actually did do yeah, it, decently. It did decent yeah. for its budget. Yeah. Like, it, did, it didn't right. do bad as far as the movie it is, but as far as making it into the big board here with the big boys, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I get Actually, I, I, I get first purge in ten though that those movies were typically making over a hundred million and and on a low end of the if you look at what finishes it could have yeah first purge but, did well it's at number fifteen like I mean yeah. it, it 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 did sixty nine million so it's not you know it's not box office not box office gamble numbers but I mean right it, no it's it's done this series has done well enough where I could see that as a plausible choice that would have been a I wouldn't have picked it more than ten. It would have been like a dark horse or a ten, but yeah. But like, he had Sicari- no, he, so he, I just have to. Mm-hmm. I just have to say, Sicario the sequel actually slightly outgrossed the original. Yeah. The, orig- the original did forty six point nine, and the new one did, uh, well, basically fifty. Yeah, because you gotta, you gotta. It's a summer movie now, so it's like it's it's got that going. It's right. And you're, and it, it's the it's summer where you're rolling with Brolin. So I mean, you know, it's like a third. Rolling movie. with Brolin. Rolling with Brolin. Wow. So I like that. that. Yeah, I'm trying to right now. I'm clicking on the site, <laughs> trademarkers.com. The patent office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the summer gamble picture, you should have like Brolin like rolling some dice, like rolling with Brolin. Oh, That'd be worry. the sub- I gotta, subheading. I got I got to put together our summer gamble poster, and you, I have some ideas. Yeah. Don't you worry; <laughs> these are always the most fun. Uh, Yancey, by the way, basically a case of I just put put the wrong things in the wrong order because he was doing. That's right. Yeah. He, I mean, like most of us, we all had Jurassic World as number two, which was a big downfall for a lot right. of us. Right. Hey. I yeah okay well we'll get we'll get to you we're gonna get to me next yeah we'll get to you right now with uh, fifth place <laughs> concerns some of you uh, with sixty five points we have Abe Maxwell Scott Mendelson and of course yours truly Mark Hoban four way tie oh. four way tie for fifth place including you Mark okay so that's that's where you live uh, I know you're very concerned about your list 
So, A, Max, I so I'm in good company. Yeah, I'm, you're I'm okay. cool yeah, with that. It's a good group of guys right there. Yeah, you got box uh, you got well, box office enemy Scott Mendelson and Maxwell had Oh, and so, right, right. And actually Maxwell and I and Scott have all won on various occasions won, in the too. past. So, I'm in good company is what I should say. Yeah. Right, right. You, you we brought you into our the rarefied thank air. You. Yeah, thank you. Occupied. You guys have yeah. like yeah, really welcome, me... welcome to the penthouse. Well, oh, not the penthouse. Sweet. No, I, well, not the penthouse because nice we're still here. fifth. Yeah, this is Welcome the to the fifth floor. This is the best you've ever done, Abe. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm always like... <laughs> I was, was going to say, I was like, wait, yeah. Abe's, Abe's in the middle. Yeah. But Abe, like Jimmy but Abe, Abe picked good picks this time. They were like, they all made sense. Well, you, I mean, yeah, he has the, the, only, the only thing is Ocean's 8. I put up too high. Way and, high, uh, yeah. And then, uh, obviously, Mission Fossil a little bit too low. Yeah, oh, yeah, you have it at eight. Why? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, the way that I have... budgeted it, it actually fell in around. I, I think I budgeted it to be a one hundred and eighty million. Mm-hmm. So one hundred ninety million. So it kind of it kind of fell in there. But I, my I feel other, like I'm, the, I'm the only one that makes this list without looking at what without thinking about what the actual numbers could be. I'm just like, yeah, oh, that sounds like good. <laughs> Based off this trend, <laughs> use some math. I, I never do the math part of it. I'm just like. No, Avengers will make like seven hundred or something. I mean, whatever. Like, yeah, I had it making over six hundred million. So I look at like the I look at the sequel or the pre the previous entry numbers sometimes, but I never like push. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah, I mean again, Mission yeah. Impossible. I mean, it didn't really fall out of its range for the the other entries in in the franchise. But yeah, I, I put it too low. So Mark, what about your list? Uh, so the, I mean, one of the areas, obviously, I didn't pick um the Meg for number ten. I mean, nobody did, but uh, I had skyscraper. And then you know what happened? The the thing that really hurt me, and it actually I lost four points for it, is uh Solo went down and Ant Man went up. Mm-hmm. So I I lost points being two away instead of one away. At one point, I was literally one away on every single pick, with the exception of number one with Avengers, which I got dead on. But everything else. Uh, and then, of course, uh, number 10, um, which I Skyscraper didn't even make it. But everything else was one away. And then uh, Ant-Man rising over Solo kind of screwed me there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Same. So I, yeah. I, I never would have guessed that Solo would, would be the sixth biggest fi- film mm-hmm. of the summer. I also I mean, kind of was surprised by Ant-Man kind of going super hard, and which I'm, I'm glad about because it was a nice breath of uh, levity from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I did not realize it was going to go gangbusters. The other thing is, I I I think the Marvel sequels do tend to do better, but yeah, it's it is about like Solo was like such a wild card for most of us. I think that was like I think it's not that Ant Man. I don't think it's that Ant Man made so much. It's that Solo did so poorly. I mean, that's what made because Ant Man and Solo. I mean, Ant Man did kind of like what you'd expect it to do. It it, 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 mm -hmm. did what a Marvel sequel generally does, which is go a little bit higher than the last time. Which is because like the first one's what like one eighty something like that. So this one's like two hundred and six or two thirteen now. It's like okay, that's a decent rise for sure. Yeah. Looking at my choices, I I really don't feel bad about anything I pick, but I do think I should have put Incredibles two at number two. I was personally anticipating that film a lot, and I should have just put that at number two and then uh, demoted jurassic world for some reason i i mean and i a lot of people thought this but i I really thought that jurassic world would still be so huge that it would uh, it would be number two but my my heart was sort of telling me yeah put incredibles two and i didn't listen to it and so i think i mean if i had switch those obviously that would have been major that yeah, would have right. like two weeks ago or two weeks before incredibles 2 came out i was talking with scott about this like 
what did we do? Like, we should have so put Incredibles to it, and sure enough, it, like, has this giant opening. I don't know why you guys didn't uh, follow your own Finding Dory uh, strategy. Right, right. Well, I mean, it was, I, I, it was still there. It's just competing with di- people love dinosaur strategy. I know, yeah, was, and <laughs> Jurassic World did, did pretty huge. So. It did, but, like, Can't, yeah. Cer- I, don't, I don't blame you. It's certainly, blame in you, hindsight, I, you can look at it and be like, yeah, of course people are going to like Incredibles. Like, that's a, pe- people love su- superheroes are all the rage right now. This is a sequel to... I don't know that, but I mean, we talked it, about it, too. I'm talking about, just... I'm, t- I'm trying to finish my sentence. It's the sequels are yeah. like, like a Pixar sequel, just like Finding Dory to like one of everyone's favorite Pixar movies. Of sure. course it's going to be yeah. amazing. Like, all those factors should have been like, and, yeah, this will probably you've do got better. <laughs> parents want to see it because they remember yeah, their childhood. They're going to bring their kids. And I mean, it, it the stars had aligned. It would, yeah. it made sense that that movie it's... made number two. Too. I think yeah. if I thought, I if, I, seen if, it. if I thought more about the weight in between Incredibles movies versus Jurassic oh, Park my movies, gosh. that, that, uh, that, that yeah. would well, mm-hmm. you snooze, you lose. Yeah, and in this case, Abe, you're number five. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, number five, <laughs> right. I, got, I got the top three right. Mm-hmm. Um, and what? Who else is on this? Maxwell and Scott. Maxwell, what do you have? He, yeah, he was with you, Abe. He's pretty much. I mean, he pretty much. I mean, I think three, he had that top, like he, eight swap. He had the top three right. He he got the Hotel Transylvania bump. <laughs> and uh scott 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 only got one right he only got avengers right but he was like one off on every single other one on was, every one of them yeah yeah like uh pretty much like solo is the only one yeah again it, it, again i like what we just said everybody's kind of in the same ballpark just mm-hmm. different order um so number four we have jay uh jay Cluett over all the way from uh from england um with uh, 70 points uh, which is a good showing uh for sure Bad. from jay uh where's this thing um, and he got he got four right. He got uh, Avengers dead on, Deadpool two dead on, Mission Impossible dead on, and Hotel Transylvania dead on. So like not a not not a bad set of picks right there. And then it just comes down to ordering. He had Incredibles pretty low. Um, he had a number five. Um, so he, that's like a that's a switch right there that could have made all the difference. Um, but yeah. All right, number three. Brandon, it's time. It's me and you, number three, 72 points. Look at that. Wait, wait, hold up. We tied last year, too, didn't we? Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> I we... mean, if maybe you guys would that seems up suspicious. each other's papers. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we don't have the same top ten list, although we, Brandon, you and I, we have a lot of the same ones. We have Avengers, obviously. Um, and then uh, we both, well, you have you had Ant-Man dead on, Um and then we had Ocean's 8 and Hotel Transylvania dead on. Um, mm-hmm. Then I got the wood. What's different? Oh, because you have Deadpool really low. That's the problem. That's the issue. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, I think part of it is Solo's failure helped Deadpool tremendously. Because I, I thought Solo, eh, it'll, it'll do, I, I didn't think it'd do Rogue One, Last Jedi, or, or Force Awakens business. So I thought it'd do good, pretty good. But I think. Yeah, it hurting helped Deadpool a lot. I thought Deadpool would do well, but I think I thought Solo was gonna being so close to it would kind of hurt its numbers. But yeah, no, yeah, not yeah, at yeah. all. Yeah. It it just kept cruising on. Right. But meanwhile, both of us realized that Adam Sandler has a bigger draw than a bunch of women in Ocean's Eight. That's that's yes, that's, yep. <laughs> that's what's going on there. I don't I know. But See, I, I, that's that's a very it, interesting way to, to characterize it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, which Ocean, I chose... Ocean's Eight was the second highest grossing film in the series without inflation. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I don't know. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, first one, then Ocean's inflation. Eight. Yeah, without inflation. 
Okay. I'm kidding about the comparison thing, but I do. I, I did hold strong on Hilltail Transylvania. I was going to say, 3. Abe and I decided to vote for women's exactly. empowerment. I don't know, I don't know about Earth. you guys, but yeah. Thanks, please Mark. direct your letters to Aaron Newworth. <laughs> and I predicted what would be. Kara, out now with Aaron and Abe. And I predicted Hotel what would... Transylvania 3 is Selena Gomez's series. Come on. <laughs> there you go. Fine. I'll give it to you. All Catherine, Hahn, Catherine Hahn, you know, it's. All I did was correctly predict where Ocean's Eight would land. That's all I'm saying. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if you take out, if you count, if you don't count Avengers: Infinity War as a summer movie, because it opened in April, it would have landed at number eight. Right. <laughs> Which right. Is, yeah. well, then I then I would have done better. Been perfect. I would have done better as well. That's I've, why I put Ocean's slight. Eight at number eight. Because uh, it was called Ocean's Eight. The, the, I remember you saying that in the in our recording. I know. Podcast. I should have I should have put Incredibles two at number two. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't I follow my own. Next summer, whatever, yeah. whatever, like Avengers Four is gonna be fourth place. Most of us fell into the Mission Impossible Six number six trap, and that did not help. <laughs> right. That did not help. No. Having having the Meg helped me because that gave me a point. Yeah, right there. that was actually yeah that gave you the extra point there. But kudos to you for I think you're the only one that has the Meg. I, uh, no, there's one other I, person that has the Meg as a dark horse. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I eat my words, too, because I was like, the Meg, that doesn't look good. It's going to be a flop. And, you know, I mean, it still only did 100 million, but and it, and it still cost a lot. So I don't know. 23 million. Right. So it's oh, 123. And million. climbing. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's not like the most profitable film, but it still did better than I thought. It's it incredibly would do, profitable. So. It's made 465 million worldwide. It's doing huge. Yeah. Right. But I, I just if that's true. It's just that. Uh, when I look big at big ass number, the, by the way, I didn't what, know that it had done 465 worldwide. Stop trying to talk yourself out of the Meg success. It's doing great. If <laughs> if you can cover your costs with the American grosses, that's a lot more impressive. Yeah, which it's doing. Oh, <laughs> which it's doing. It's almost it's almost it's almost done it. Yeah. Well, who's who? Now that's let's why, get into that's, why, that's why it's a dark horse pick because yeah, it could have easily fought. <laughs> like, was, yeah. Yeah. That's why it's like I'm not putting that at number ten. That seems like it, it's a, it could go either way. But then I was wrong because The Rock was no match for Jason Statham and Sharks apparently. The, so. the, I like to say the Meg is this year's Tarzan, the movie that everyone thought would flop, and then it actually did pretty good. Accurate. Tarzan do that well? Yes, remember. it did. Yeah, it, it it was in the top oh, yeah. ten. Tarzan <laughs> like, did well. Okay. Yeah. It was. It was. It was. It was, like, it was, it was we all thought it flop. It was number ten. I believe. Legend of Tarzan, hundred twenty six. That one did like that one had like solid legs. That's what did it for that one because it didn't open huge, but it just was just hanging around. Because it, it, well, it delivered on what people wanted to see in Tarzan. They're like, yeah, it's a guy in jungles. Like, regardless of how good the movie is, like, it does what it said it was gonna do, which is what the Meg's doing you as well. What? It's like it doesn't have to so, be good, but it's like, yeah, people came to see Jason Statham fight a shark. See, uh, damn shark damn and straight, he does it. That's what <laughs> he got. Yeah, you know, Alexander Skarsgård appeared shirtless in Tarzan, and Jason Statham appeared shirtless in The Meg. Coincidence? You decide. <laughs> the Rock kept his shirt on in Skyscraper. It didn't help him. Right, maybe he should have right. yeah. Aaron, it tell him, might have, write him a note. It might have an extra twenty yeah, million. You've got, you've got Dwayne Johnson's email. But hey, right the, now. the Rock was shirtless the pre- previous summer in Baywatch, so that's, mm. so is Zac Efron, and that yeah. that plummet. And yes, I do have Dwayne. Uh, it's it's very obvious, most like most actors. It's Dwayne Johnson at gmail.com. It's very easy to find. <laughs> <Shut out. laughs> They don't. They don't try to hide it. Like you, you know, you don't expect, you don't, you don't necessarily expect to get something back. But it's pretty straightforward. You know? No, the thing is, like, I'm pretty sure he actually has that email account. It's just not his real one. His real one's probably like the Rock Seven One Four or whatever the case is. 
At Hotmail.com? Yeah, exactly. He's got a Hotmail account. Yeah. At CompuServe.net. Yeah. John Hamm <laughs> at Yahoo.net. Like, you know, it's all these. I would be surprised if actually yeah. John Hamm's email address. Yeah. I mean, that seems like it actually could be. <laughs> Hannibal Burris at AltaVista.com. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little fun. He's, he's a little bit too new age for that. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get to number two. Number two is a tie. Uh, previous champion Adam Gentry with newcomer Zaki Hassan with 73 points. Um, 73 points? Yeah, Adam, he's an old hat at this, apparently, because he, he won last... Did he win last year? I think he won last year, right? He's won twice, hasn't he? I, which I believe last year was his second time winning. Yeah. Uh, How do you, so I, Adam, I don't know. List. Adam, How did he get so many points? How did Adam get so many points? He's won off yeah. for most of them. He's, he's yeah. got three dead on... He's one away with Ant Man. He's one away with Deadpool. He's two away with Solo. He's he's one. He's okay. He's just got a lot of one aways. That's the issue right yeah, there. He, Ocean's Eight. Like, so he got he got Avengers. What other ones did he get that on? Hotel Transylvania and Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Oh okay. Yeah. Ant Man. He's oh, one away. Was... Deadpool. He's one away. Incredibles. Jurassic Park. He's one away. Ocean, Ocean's, Ocean's Eight. He's one away. Like yeah. so, it, it's just he he. He's very good at missing by one. That was his big thing here. Right, but he had Mamma Mia, and that didn't that didn't figure. So that... yeah, but it's it's not in a cost. It's not in too much of a costly position. So it's didn't okay. Like, see, one of the big things is Mamma Mia at number ten makes a big difference than Mamma Mia at number nine. That's if, true. Mamma Mia at number if it's at number ten, you lose a lot of points. You don't get any points right there, and it's like it. It's just in the way of other things. Where it at number nine, it's like okay, it's not there, but. Something else is number ten spot. So it's Ocean's Eight in this case, where that's like one away from the spot. It's just the, it's just the way the math works. Like that's how it's. Yeah, but if, if he had switched Mamma Mia with Ocean's Eight, he would have done better. Because Ocean's got, Eight would have uh, Ocean's Eight at number nine, he would have potentially won the whole entire game. Uh, let me see that. That let's. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he would have gotten ten there, so it would have yeah, been. Yeah, he yeah, he would have won. Did, yeah, he would have yeah. won. Well, let's see. Let me let me look at the the actual winner. <laughs> the, the actual winner. It can still go either way, I guess. So I don't want to I don't want to do the math right now. This is, <laughs> this, is this is a lot. Yeah. Let's, let's save that for later. Zachy did great for his uh, debut entry on here. He got he did. He has five that are dead on. Um, he has uh, Avengers, Incredibles, Jurassic World, Mission Impossible, and Ocean's Eight. Uh, he has Mamma Mia at number ten. Uh, he has Skyscraper at number eight. So those are his, those are his downfalls right there. He's got you know two that are not on the list. Uh, but then he has yeah. Ant Man, Deadpool, and Solo that are all like you know around where they're supposed to be. They're they're very close. So, but having... and so that's why this week was super critical because if Mamma Mia had stayed at ten, he would have also won. <laughs> yeah. But thanks a lot, Jason Statham, shirtless Jason Statham. See the Meg thing though, I knew that was gonna change. It was the Ant Man Solo thing where it's like this could go sure, anywhere. Sure. Right? That was the big one. <laughs> Um, and speaking of big ones, the winner of this contest, if you have not narrowed it down already and are not familiar with every single, all 16 members of this country, um, it is Jose Cordova with 82 Ooh. points. Ooh. Jose is wow. our champion this year. 82, 82, 82, 82, 82 yeah, he got points. the dark horse. Yeah. Cordova! Wait, there's no dark <laughs> horse. He has 81 no, points. No, no, he didn't get a dark horse. He just got 82. Yeah. Got 82, okay. Uh, but Although yeah, I he, have 81, but still, he's one. he's the winner. And he still put Skyscraper at number 10. He's he did. Yeah, but he also has... And he won! And he's spot on. He's got five dead on. Avengers, right. Deadpool, Mission Impossible, Hotel Transylvania, and Ocean's 8. He's got he's got Solo and Ant-Man back-to-back, so that helped him right there, too, because they're just one, yeah. they're one away each. Uh, and, yeah, Incredibles and, uh, and uh, Jurassic right. World. So, I mean, it, it, it's... Uh, c- congratulations, Jose. <laughs> like, that's, that's congratulations, Jose. 
Do you want to? Do you want to? Maybe rain on Jose's parade a little bit, or, 80, or what? 81, 81 points. Or 80. Eighty-one. Wow. It's hot. How does that compare to other uh, winning? Uh, you know, like in the past. I believe that's past the, season. I, I believe, think that's the highest. I believe it's the highest. I think our previous yeah, I think highest. We've all gotten around like fifties and sixties. No, no, our, our previous high um, was Scott Mendelson, who had seventy six right. one year, and I had like seventy three, so I was really bitter. <laughs> um, I believe Peter was pretty high when he won. I think he had like seventy one. Um, so eighty one is by far the highest um, uh, that we've ever had, on uh, as far as this goes. Um, and good on him. <laughs> after after a couple years of having penalties for this game, he's finally won without anything. So, uh, what were you gonna say? He's going to I was gonna say, uh, did you want to speak about a, a very special write-in guest? Yeah. Um, so, as good as we all did, <laughs> which for the most part we all did pretty good. We all, we did pretty well compared um, to previous years. We had one listener entry. That that's where I got the eighty-two from. Um, yeah, because Jose, Jose's eighty-one. Uh, yeah. But listener uh, Becky Sinclair has 82 points. Um, she beat everybody's ass. Yeah, she beat all of us uh, with six entries collect. So her th- she had Avengers, wow. Incredibles 2, and Jurassic World dead on. Then she had Solo, Deadpool, and Ant-Man. Then she had Mission Impossible, Hotel Transylvania, and Ocean's 8, um, followed by uh, Skyscraper at number 10. So six, point, six, uh, six dead on picks um, right there, along with you know three other ones that were pretty close. So, uh Despite all how good we all did, we had one listener pick, uh, Becky Sinclair once again, um, who did the did overall the best. Um, yeah, so Becky, if you're listening, give us a shout. We'll give you something cool. So, um, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's where we are uh, with all this. Uh, but still, good show uh, by on all our parts, I'd say. Um, I mean, even Marcus, who's at number, you know. Nine <laughs> here at the, at the last of the list. Fifty one still pretty good. I mean, I mean right. technically sixteen, but okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, Mark. Nine. Okay, sixteenth place. There were sure. sixteen. <laughs> I, there were. <laughs> yes. Sure. Uh, <laughs> hey, Mark. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes sure. sweet sixteen is not so sweet. But there, there's been there's been like I think we've been in the twenties before. Some of us, you know, the really bad <laughs> ones. So you know, fifty one <laughs> is nothing to, you know, to shake a fist at either. Nothing to scoff at. I mean, he got two right. That's more than some people. Hey. That's more than you. <laughs> that's, that's right you, Mark. you got two right on here good job Marcus. Good job, Mark. hey he's he's not here on the podcast we don't have to make him feel better about himself we can rag on him uh but yeah that's uh that's where we are we uh so we've, we've gone through it um I, I should win next year i've improved every year yeah you're, you're on you're edging, here, edging to the top i've been oh, doing no, this. No, that's not how it works you get worse i think i won like oh. one of the early ones and now i i can never like i'm like, the like second a, one ever yeah, you climbing the, you down the, yeah you won the second one because adam won our first one adam won the first one yeah. i think you won the second i think maxwell won the third um then i think it's scott then it's scott, peter and then, and then adam again yeah i think i got all that I know yeah. our records. <laughs> These are important. I can sometimes hesitate on what one this best picture last year. This is what's going to get one time, and you're going to get it all right. <laughs> yeah. For when our wiki page finally goes up there. we all Exactly, yeah. Our out now wiki. You should be on the regular Wikipedia first, and then we'll, as we grow our listener base, we'll get our own wiki. That's how it works. But yeah, no, I mean, this was, uh, again, I think that it was, um, you know, like what everyone had been saying, we've kind of all predicted sort of the same top ten, just uh, just came down to uh, where we put it. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I agree more and more with what you guys had said earlier, Brendan and Mark, of just saying it was actually Solo that underperformed that helped other movies out. Um, 
so yeah, I, I kind of didn't really see it that way before, but I definitely see it that way now. Plugging the numbers in the other way around, if Ant-Man and Solo didn't swap, certainly makes some wacky changes. I'll say that. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> you know, things could have been way different. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's move on now. Let's get to some more talk about the summer. Um, and we'll kind of, we'll, 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 we'll weed in some out now feedback. Feedback, 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 feedback. As well. <laughs> Um, so let's do it. Let's, uh, let's kind of go through our, our thoughts on more of, of what we saw this summer and uh, where we were um, with our first question. I guess we'll, we'll go to our listeners first, then we can all kind of respond. Sound cool? Yeah, sounds great. All right. Uh, uh, I'm down. Okay. So, here, so our <laughs> first question we had is, a, what, your, what are your favorite and least favorite movies? Oh, sorry. That's it. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, because that'll fuck the whole thing up. So we'll just do it over. First question is, what are your favorite or least favorite movies of the summer? Philip has Flavors of Youth on Netflix is my favorite. Still need to say a lot that came out. Alan has Black Klansman, Mission Impossible, and his worst, Habitat Murders. And lastly, Manish has Favorite, Searching, 8th Grade, Hereditary, Blind Spotting, Support the Girls, and Mission Impossible Fallout. His least favorite, Fallen Kingdom, though I liked parts of it. I think it's still a pretty good summer overall. So what's everybody's favorite film of the summer? I will defer to Mark. Can I? Can I pick two? Yes. Sure. I, I, I really okay. So I, they're both independent pictures. I'm just going to give shout outs to Eighth Grade. I thought it was a beautiful uh, display of uh, young girls uh, coming of age and blind spotting. I thought it was it, – it takes place in the Bay Area. It's about these two friends, and I just thought it was a beautifully realized portrait of their lives and, yeah. and, and, and the Bay Area and, like, changes and how Oakland is changing. And it's, it, it covers so much, and, and it's, it's really kind of brilliant. I, I really loved it a lot. Brandon, how about you? Uh, I mean, can I do two as well? We could all do multiples, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even three. All right. Um, uh, well, so, like, I'd say, like, of, of the, like, you know, what you think of a summer movie or whatever, um, definitely, like, Mission Possible Fallout was just awesome. It was, you know, a movie we're all so hyped for, had that great trailer, and then just delivered on it, you know? It was like, because we had to go into it thinking, well, if it doesn't live up to, to it, at least we had that trailer, and it definitely lived up to it and the series is on an incredible run right now like I, I don't even know if i like fallout better than rogue nation or anything but who cares they're awesome um and then i like um i co-signed black... that pick by the way yes uh i like it... black Klansman a lot too that was one of the you know best of the year it was awesome um and i and i used to mention on hereditary as well that was mm-hmm. terrific so that was three not two so next person does four. Abe, where are you at? I've got five. No. <laughs> uh, certainly, uh, like what Mark was saying, I love some of the small pictures. I mean, I've kind of really praised the writer quite a bit. Um, I really, really enjoyed that movie. It's going to definitely be in my top ten. Um, I really love Crazy Rich Asians as well. Um, and as far as, like, big tentpole movies, I mean, sure, there was – uh, Mission Impossible, but I definitely want to shout out the smaller ones because I really, really enjoyed Eighth Grade as well. So I guess it would be Mission, or I'm sorry, Eighth Grade, The Writer, and uh, and Crazy Rich Asians. I really enjoyed those. I mean, they they made me, they stirred something in me, and that's uh, something that really gets high praise. 
I mean, I've only good picks. I've only given two five star ratings this year, and it's to Black Klansman and Blind Spotting. So I mean, those are easily the, the t- my, my two favorite films. <laughs> oh, you haven't you haven't seen Slenderman yet? <laughs> Not yet. No, the movie pass didn't kick in for it. Uh, but I mean, those if, two if, easily stand out. If you me, don't mention sure. one movie, I'm going to mention another one. Well, but I'm, I'll let you finish. I'm going. Uh, Blind Blind Spotting and Black Klansman, I think, are absolutely terrific in every sense of the word. Um, I. I, I am a big fan of uh, eighth grade, as you guys have mentioned. Uh, Leave No Trace is one that I've been wanting to support a lot. Oh, uh, I, think I haven't seen. I, I haven't seen it. I think that film's absolutely terrific. Um, okay. I've, I've tried to champion it plenty. Obviously, Fallout. Fallout. I mean, as far as blockbusters goes, Fallout was the one given. I mean, I was looking forward to Incredibles, and I loved Incredibles. I thought it was a lot of fun on it. I just saw it again today. Um, mm-hmm. But even that could have been like, oh, it's fine. It was great. Like it, it ended up being great. But I was like. There was nothing less sure to me than Mission Impossible Fallout being a great blockbuster, and sure enough, it sure. delivered. Um, and uh, what was the other one I was looking at? Uh, oh, I'm a big fan of First Reformed as well. The the uh, oh, that's right, the Ethan Hawke film. The, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, Paul Sh- the Paul Schrader film. Uh, I think that's absolutely terrific as well. Um, I'm looking through this just to make sure I'm not missing anything that I like really wanted to shout out. I want to shout out something. Yeah. Shut it out. Yeah, I, I, it Sorry feels to... weird because like Aaron was like top movie, and then we kept going progressively larger. And then Aaron has named like seven or eight of them. <laughs> so uh, yeah, sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother you is good. Yeah. I, sorry to bother you. I. Bother it's, you. It's yeah, a, yeah. It, I I liked I, it. I, it doesn't quite uh, raise up to the level of eighth grade and blind spotting because it's a bit of a mess. But uh, I thought it was very sort of wildly inventive, and I appreciated sort of this like his. Uh, I don't know. It's just kind of a, like a filmmaker that sort of, you know, had a lot of ideas, and I, I kind of I admired his creative spirit. Um, so it, it was definitely a movie. I, I can definitely see myself watching that through, you know, many times over the years. I, I think it's something that that stands up to repeated viewings. And then one other thing that I want to mention. It's a very small picture. I don't know if any of you guys saw this. It was called Beast. Yes, I saw Beast. Um, Beast is really good. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, a very kind of interesting uh, story about this woman and a relationship with this man, uh, and it it takes place in the UK on a sort of a remote island in the English Mm. Channel, and uh, uh, sort of like he's sort of a a questionable character, and you know she has feelings for him, and then her family doesn't approve, and it's it's really well done. Um, So it kind of came and went. It it didn't get a whole lot, although I think it it got good, it got very good reviews. It got great reviews. It just was so small. Yeah, it just was Mm-hmm. It's so small. It wasn't championed in the way that you know things like Eighth Grade and and uh, Sorry to Bother You and those those independent pictures were championed. But uh, Beast is something well worth checking out. Yeah, it's, okay. one, of, I, uh, it's one of the smaller out of Hard House Studios. Uh, so yeah, roadside attraction. So it's like it just doesn't get much play. Uh, it doesn't have anything going beyond you know what it beyond its quality. So compared to some of these other ones that. Had, like eighth grade had a pretty good ad campaign to kind of get it going out there. Where, like, right, right, for sure. I I totally forgot Tully was a summer. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It was at the begin, yeah, like right, right at the beginning. Uh, I I really like the the Reitman Cody collaborations, and now they yeah. got Charlize Theron, who seems to be their third third person in. And I was a cool movie. Uh, Mackenzie Davis tends to like just fascinate me. Like she's an interesting presence. Everything she's like, I'm almost. Like I, I'm not excited about another Terminator movie, but I'm excited to see her in another movie, and then it happens to have Terminators. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, but yeah, it makes uh, sense. Yeah. 
but yeah, I really, I really like Tully quite a bit. I forgot about that because I, I definitely mentioned uh, that it was a nice little reprieve from all the loud action movies. If you wanted to go see something quieter, you should go see Tully during that yeah. during that week. Two more, I'll just uh, kind of throw in there um, that I was a big fan of that just didn't get much play. I think American Animals is a really solid movie. Um, it just came mm-hmm. out on Blu-ray like last week, but that's a uh, it's a solid like it's a heist film, but it's based on a true like a true story, and it incorporates the real guys uh, via like documentary style interviews interlaced with the dramatization of their story it's just very clever um mm-hmm. very engaging I, I really like that film a lot and movie pass wanted me to see it a lot yeah they sponsored that they sponsored <laughs> that movie <laughs> so that was where they're like that and Gotti. we don't talk about that but um <laughs> no, that was it was just that was a solid one uh for sure mm-hmm. and the other one was uh, where is it um Oh, first match, which is on Netflix. There's a lot of what lot, is that one all about? That's the one about the um, the the female wrestler in high school. Uh, oh, okay. Gotcha. It's just a it's gotcha. a sol- it's a really solid coming of age story. And like Netflix yeah. has released a lot <laughs> in the past few months. Oh, and yeah. some of it's been quite good. A lot of it's been quite bad. But this is one that's like really good. That I I just I really wanted to recommend that one as well. As far as like a good coming of age story, uh, first match. I, it just it, it yeah. delivers um, as, as far as what it's trying to do. Glad to hear. Uh, how about worst movies, guys? What was? Let's just go with one to kind of for brevity's sake. <laughs> sure. I've, I've already spoken mine, so we can just. I'll start first. Uh, is Hotel Transylvania? <laughs> uh, rewind, Aww. rewind to the earlier in this podcast for details. Next. <laughs> um, my worst would be the Meg. I, I just thought it was it was awful. <laughs> Obviously. Interesting. I don't. I, I. I. don't know. I mean, thinking about it, I. I don't have anything off the top of my head. And then the first thing that sort of comes up is is Hereditary because I didn't like it that much. And I know that that was your worst. Oh my god! Again, I don't want to qualify it as the worst. It's just the first thing that's coming to my head at at, at this time. But um, you saw a lot of good movies this summer. <laughs> I, I stayed away from the bad ones. <laughs> and, and Jurassic World, you liked that more. Oh, that than... one, that one wasn't good at all. <laughs> yeah, no, but... that wasn't. But that I is... had to I had to but, think but... between that and the Meg, but I, I went with the Meg because I, I like dinosaurs more than sharks. So <laughs> I'm I'm on, I'm with Brandon as far as I like Jurassic World. I think it has some weird stuff in it that makes it lesser uh, than certain. Like things, I, I but... can see people why people but don't I, like yeah, it, I, but I I, 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 I dig from. strange. So it's like this is. This is wild. This is them trying to do something different. Right. Mine's the Equalizer 2 by far. There's no question. Equalizer 2. Okay, I was going to ask between that or Mile 22. Mile 22 is like just like average bad. It's just like, yeah, that didn't work. Equalizer 2 is just like, why does this exist? Why is Denzel here? I still just want to see because you mentioned the hair thing, the hair continuity. (laughs) It doesn't. There's nothing to see. Abe. It's just he has hair in one scene, then he's bald. Or no, no he's bald in the first scene. Then it's like now we, now is, we there, hair. is there a cut scene of him shaving his head off? No, or his hair? No, <laughs> shaving his head off. It's just, he's, he's saying, it just seems like because the movie has like two opening action sequences, it seems like the first time they did this, it wasn't exciting enough, so they added on a second action sequence, and they're like, and we'll make him bald, <laughs> like the first movie. And then he's not bald for the rest of the... It just doesn't matter. This is minutia. The rest of the movie's terrible also. It's not just a matter of his hair. It's such a shitty movie. That's, that's what it is. And that was that. Back, I get really mad the, about Equalizer 2. Back the box quote. <laughs> every, time you br- every time you bring this up, I get really mad about Equalizer 2, because it's so bad. <laughs> It's because Denzel should know better. That's what gets me. That's he's that's, showing you. He's like, I can do I mean, bad I mean, all by myself. He, right, 
But hasn't he also obviously always claimed that I don't really want to do sequels? So this is the reason why he probably shouldn't do sequels. He wanted to do this movie. Like, you know, he doesn't. Yeah. But the movie did decently. So I don't know if he's, you know, I don't think he got the message that he shouldn't do it because well, it I did mean, well. It do, I mean, it has like 49. Like, it has decent, like, it has mixed negative reviews as opposed to like pure negative. And people love that first one for some reason. I don't like it. I think it's terrible also. Yeah. But this one. Well, love Denzel. <laughs> I like the first act of the first one. That's great. That's that's, that's a great, it's a, it's a two hour and plus movie. That's that's my back of the box quote for a positive one. I like the first act. It starts well. (laughs) Let's move on. But I mean, that's why I get, that's why like Terminator Genesis is like my worst film of that year. Cause it's like, these guys should know better. It's like, I mean, it it was, it was pretty bad from the jump that movie. So (laughs) you don't have to go into it. It's just like you get a big star, and it's like they should know better than this. Like at least make competently bad. Don't make like ugly bad. And that's what that movie. Yeah, does. Jai yeah. Courtney should know better. We know. <laughs> oh, I thought we were talking about uh, Matt Smith. I'll finally yeah, get okay. to our next question. I keep going back to this, making myself hey, riled up. Janice just got Matt Smith Star Wars now. I mean, hey. There you go, jumping stone. Here's our next and one. Amelia Clark. So that's a that Janice has got all the Star Wars people. Here's our next question. <laughs> What movies gave you the biggest surprise slash disappointment this summer? Alan Aguilera, friend of the show, Mission Impossible. I knew it was going to be a good time, but good grief was it a hell of a fun ride and an exciting time. That was his biggest surprise. His biggest disappointment was Ocean's 8. It, was, it wasn't necessarily a bad movie or anything. I just wanted much more. Uh, Jordan Rath, friend of the show, writes, Surprises, blind spotting, and searching. Disappointments, Ocean's 8, utterly forgettable. Solo, wanted it wanted it to prove everyone wrong, turned out to be fine, though nothing special. And Fallen Kingdom, good grief, what a bad movie once they left the island. Alter, alternate <laughs> category, he adds, films that met slash exceeded my expectations. Infinity War, Deadpool, Incredibles, Mission Impossible, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Michael Lee, his uh, friend of the show, writes Disappointments, uh, Deadpool 2 and Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Biggest surprise, Mamma Mia, here we go again. Hmm. Uh, your partner, Cullen, Brandon, he has, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Ocean's 8 was a spectacular waste of time. Uh, David writes, uh, loved... But a lot of hate for Ocean's 8. Like, it's more, people, I, I didn't, we'll, we'll get back I to think it was, that was just... We'll get back Mark Homer with the rhymes! Let's get back to this oh. in a second, because we, we should talk about this more. This is a good section to talk about it. But Cullen, uh, David has loved Summer of 84, see it now, why are you still reading this, go... <laughs> I disagree. Uh, Jim Deeds, for the show, writes, biggest surprise was blind spotting. Justin writes, Incredibles, I really wanted more. Mm. <laughs> Ocean's 8, yes. I just have up. to I have to take up for Ocean's 8. I mean, I thought it was just lighthearted fun. It was. It took place at the um, the Met Gala. It was kind of, it's just lighthearted. I mean, it's but, sort but of, here, here's it doesn't. It, let me just say, it wasn't as, it's nowhere near as good as Crazy Rich Asians, but it's sort of the same reason why I appreciate Crazy Rich Asians. It's colorful, it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it, a lot of money was spent, you have costumes, you have color, it's fun, it's just like a fun film. So I don't, I don't know why people are hating on that film. Well, well I thought Casey Blanchett was... It should be better. I mean, with they got on the table, and it's, it's a heist movie, and the key element of a heist movie is suspense... And that heist goes pretty much according to plan. There, there's no problems. Yeah, it's just like it's the right best through. cinematic heist ever pulled off. <laughs> right. <laughs> and like no, and nobody, nobody's nobody's saying it's the worst. They're just saying forget forgettable or it should have been better. And that's, I mean, I agree with that too. Like I like Ocean's Eight. I think it's a fun movie. But yes, it is exactly what you're saying, Brandon. As I mean, far Jurassic, as 
Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom should have been better. Ocean's Eight, I think, kind of delivered on what it, what it was. It yeah, was just a is, fun. Is Jurassic World? I think there was Fallen just Kingdom. like a, a certain. Is Jurassic? I think there was kind of just like a certain blandness to Ocean's Eight. I I liked it. I thought it was fine, but there was something missing. Kinda, there was something like some oomph missing from like the the heistness of it. It is. It's not a film I feel like I want to revisit. Where I really like watching the Ocean's movies. It is like all right, this is here too. It's nice. Like, that's kind of my reaction. It's, it will be nice to watch on TBS one day again. Like, that's kind of where I'm at. I think I'd have to watch it again just to, to uh, solidify my feelings. But, um, I mean, did you have other surprises well, or I mean, just, so, just to go back, I mean, you, t- yeah, you mentioned yeah. Jurassic World. And, like, is anyone disappointed by not liking Jurassic World? That's my question there. Like, I can understand not liking it. But was anyone like, yes, it could be better. But at the same time, were you disappointed that it wasn't better? You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, did you, I mean, leave, I, did you leave Jurassic World thinking, well, the next one's going to be great also, or it's going to be this I mean, great thing? I mean, I wasn't or... huge on Jurassic World anyway. Because I think we were equally fine with Jurassic World. Mark and yeah. I were equally fine with Jurassic World. It was like, I, I didn't... Coming out of Jurassic World, fall, I mean, and you liked the Fallen Kingdom less than I did, but at the same time, I was like, yeah, the, it's what it is. It's the fifth dinosaur movie, I guess. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, I, I didn't expect it to be great art or anything. So, but it was. It was disappointing. Mm. Did you have any surprises? Um. Well, I mean, I guess sometimes you know, I get surprised by movies that I go into where there are little tiny pictures that I, I don't ex- like. I, I sorry to bother you. Was you know I didn't. I mean, I I had heard a little bit about it, but like you 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 don't know what you're going to expect, and, and you walk in there, and I walked out going, oh wow, that was different. I mean, it was definitely something uh, you know unlike uh, very many films that I've seen before. So that was kind of an. I mean, that was a pleasant surprise. How about you, Brandon? And I, I, I expected. Sorry, I was just going to say I expected Eighth Grade to be good, but I think it was even better. It even topped what my expectations were. I, eighth Grade is going to will be in my top ten at the end of the year. There's no question about it. Brandon, any, any surprises or disappointments? Um, had high expectations for Hotel Transylvania <laughs> Three Summer Vacation. Um, makes complete sense. I mean, it just a big come down from the the second one. They probably should have stopped there. What was the problem? Um, the voice work or no? It's it just garbage. Where <laughs> um, the the colors weren't rendered they properly. Just, or... Yeah, they, they didn't make the, the needle drops weren't there this time well, around. Question: Did you go see it with your <laughs> with your kids? Yes. And no, they, they also they didn't like it. it? No, they 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 liked it. Okay. Uh, the funny thing okay. was, I almost, I was convinced through almost three quarters of the movie that they couldn't get Andy Samberg back to to uh, voice his character because they were just doing really stupid stuff with him that sounded like they were pulling lines from like a previous movie and keeping him way out of the story until he gives like one speech and then like okay he maybe showed up for a day but it's really weird when you have an ensemble as great as Hotel Transylvania you really want to make sure you can distribute the wealth evenly so I mean it's a shame right short. <laughs> when you walk when you walk out with your kids, do you like say, uh, "What did you think?" And they say, "I loved it." And then, what do you say? Say, "Oh, great." Or do you say, "That was horrible." What are you talking about? <laughs> nope. I just. How did you enjoy that? I say that that's great, but I, I like it better. Like when I'm at uh, at home and we watch something, like I can gauge their react because they'll they'll usually say they like things, but then I can like he watched the emoji movie. He said he liked it, but I watched him the whole. He was bored and doing other <laughs> things, and I was like, "Yeah, you didn't really like. It. You just said you liked it, so you can keep the Blu-ray of it." But um, 
but yeah, that that's kind of how I gauge it. I'll, I'll say it like a surprise that still just even though, it, you know, it's like, well, it seems obvious, but Infinity War, the fact that they the balance and just ability to give pretty much all those characters good face time, good moments and make a solid movie out of it while still focusing on the bad guy for much of it just still amazes me that they were able to just get that to work in it's, infinity War. it's funny how little i have to say about infinity war because i like it like I, I watched it again recently the commentary is pretty excellent on it too um as far as hearing them talk about the logistics of making something like this work um and i i yeah i do like it a lot it's just more of the same things that i find somewhat i'm so ready to like it more next year when i see the next avengers movie i guess right because it's part one i mean it's like we need to see part two in order to figure out you know what's what's gonna happen i've heard the arguments that go towards my i'm trying not to be spoiled because you know only a few people have seen it um but like i understand (laughs) where the i understand what the kind of the counter is to why i'm not over the moon over it as a compared to just really liking it but I'm still like, I just got to wait and see how this plays out, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotcha. I but like, you. it's certainly watchable. Like, it's easy to put this thing on and be like, yeah, this thing just moves. Like, it, for a two and a half hour movie, there's no downtime in it. Like, everyone's just like, yeah, we got to do this. Like, <laughs> there, there, was a, there was a moment in um, Ant-Man and the Wasp that calls back to uh, Infinity War near the end. And my theater lost it. Like, they were yeah. like, oh! Oh yeah. yeah, we got we got. That. And I was kind of like I was appreciating Same. it, but like they lost it. Like I was like, "Calm down! What is going on here?" Everybody <laughs> no, was like, a, they were floored. This is a huge movie for people. I did a cult cinema cavalcade. <laughs> we did a we did a convention this summer in our booth on uh, Saturday and Sunday. We we had this. We came up with it idea we had uh, take your picture with the avengers day and to <laughs> announce to people and we had jars full of just dirt and the character names in front of them <laughs> and you would not believe the reactions people were up generally upset a little kid tapped me on the shoulder and said hey I go, yeah, yeah. I, what can I do for you? He's like, he said, I hate you, and walked off. <laughs> and that people was... were just distraught. Like this is a huge. Like I thought it was funny. People were generally right, upset with what we were doing. That kid was Brandon's son, by the way, and he did. He, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he made him go see Hotel Transylvania three a second time after that. that was the... Yep, <laughs> that was the, the actual reaction. But it was still dirt. I think ashes might have been a little bit more appropriate. But how do you? Well, find, you can't really Ooh. find those just lying around. Um, <laughs> Let's People say, understood what it was, but you tell them like, "Hey, you want your picture of Spider Man?" They're like, "Oh, where?" And you go right here. <laughs> Abe, 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 did you have any uh, disappointments or surprises? Biggest surprise. Uh, it's got to be Kurt's rotations. I think that um, I I thought it was just gonna be a, a typical regular rom com kind of thing, and you know, I, I was gonna be happy to go see it, but um, I wasn't that prepared for how awesome it was gonna be, and again, how emotionally invested I was going to be in some of the characters and the, and the themes of uh, of what they were presenting. So I was surprised by my own surprise by that movie. Um, in terms of disappointments, yeah, I, I mean, I I can't really argue with anything else that we've already said. So, uh, again, disappointments are just um, maybe I just didn't watch it the right mood. I just might have to go see Hereditary again. I don't know. We'll see. 
I mean, that seems obvious. Halloween <laughs> <laughs> um, creature feature. Uh, surprises are always pretty mild for me. Like, it's never generally get what I expect. Uh, but uh, blind spotting, I guess, is the surprise just because it's so good. Uh, I, yeah. was, I was ready to be like, this is great. But this is like, but walking out of it, I'm like, am I... Did I was I the only one that saw this? Because I saw this movie and I thought it was spectacular. And then like a week later, when everybody else saw it, when the reviews started coming, I was like, "Oh, good, I wasn't alone." And thinking that blind spotting was this good because I was I was pretty blown away by just how good it was. Uh, I was so like ecstatic about that movie. Uh, yeah. Disappointments. It's I yeah, yeah yeah. I just have to I have to just support what you said too. I mean, like there are scenes like oh that scene when they go to the the party. And uh, yeah. it's just the way it unfolds, and he, he, I don't know, just there, he, just the way stuff happens at that party. It's just so well done. Like, and I know people. I actually know people. I mean, I live in the Bay Area, and I like I know people like this, and yep. and it's and I know people who are sort of upset with the, the gentrification of Oakland, and and sort of the and actually with the, of the whole Bay Area, really. The and, whole and Bay the way, Area. Yeah. You're, you're yeah, talking about right here. Right, everything is, you know, artisan this and craft cocktails. And that movie totally speaks to that sort of mentality. And um, whether you agree with it or not, or whether you enjoy it or not, you know, th- that's fine. But it, it definitely captures a, a mood of the Bay Area in a way that obviously people who live in the Bay Area totally get. And it's just, yeah. And then it's just brilliantly acted and everything. And uh, it, that uh the who's the guy the main the guy uh, the Diggs. star Divi Diggs yeah he's a he's a movie star like I I I he, he if I mean he need I'm sure he's going to be a big star because he's yeah. just he's got charisma and and he's somebody who I I, I expect to see more of yeah I like Divi Diggs quite a bit I like seeing him pop right. up and things um, he's he's quite effective every time he seems on screen yeah I mean he's sorry be, Tony he Award be, winner Divi Diggs <laughs> yeah yeah right exactly uh, what's uh, Tony Hamilton slash now? Grammy Award winning disappointments I. Like, I still like Skyscraper, but I did, I mean, it was the movie that had the rock with a fake leg. I was expecting to have a lot of fun. <laughs> um, and, I mean, it, it just, it, it hits the bare minimum of what you need for this movie to work, which is like, oh, that's fine, but it could have been more. Um, I wanted to like Christopher Robin, and I didn't, so I guess that's a disappointment. I was like, all right. You have no heart. I have plenty of heart. I have heart for a movie it's that just, works. <laughs> it's just <laughs> a sweet movie about cherishing your loved ones. It's not, that's all it is. It's way overdone. It, it, it doesn't do it right. It's it's mild. I agree. It's mild, and it's kind of done in a minor key. It wasn't my favorite film of the summer, but I mean, I think it's sweet. I I my, think it's it's my, like my you know. my main problem is like yeah, cherish the ones you, you love. Didn't hate it, but I didn't. What did you give it? I gave it like I gave it a two and a half. I think because I think the scenes oh, that you two and a half. the well, scenes two that, and a half is out of five. Abe, <laughs> jeez, calm down. Um, out of ten? Out of five? I just said out of five. Two and a half. I don't know why five. you're getting so upset at me. I'm not arguing with you. Because you said two, two and a half. Because you said two, two and, and a half. half out of three. <laughs> you said it in a, such a distressing way. <laughs> like, but my my thing was like, Mark, you're saying like, yeah, cherish your loved ones, but the character Ewan McGregor plays, that's what he wants to do. Like, that they, they don't make him, like, into some kind of stubborn guy that's like, oh, I forgot how to love my kids. He's like a guy that's overworked and wants to do this, but is prevented from doing it so he can help other people make sure they can care for their kids. Like, he has to keep a job. He's not like... Right. He didn't, like, forget, like, his daughter. He's just more of, 
I want to do this, but I can't. Like, so it's like, all right, I like you too much to be like mad at you. Like, Ewan McGregor's too likable. That's the problem. That's 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 the <laughs> thing. I, I mean, that's just I true in life. And it, but every and every time Winnie the Pooh gets involved, I'm like, you're just his stopping. Him. You're, you're, you're stopping him from being with his daughter. You're screwing things up, Pooh. Like that. That's. that's just, <laughs> uh... <laughs> And it's such a downer movie. Like, it's so, like, let's set it in post-World War II England so everything looks gray and ugly all the time. It's like, God, give me a Winnie the Pooh movie that looks nice. <laughs> like, someone looks <laughs> like... I mean, I mean they had gray. one, the animated one that came out, like, a few years ago. Yeah, it's a better movie. Yeah, this, 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 but this was a little bit more... It was a little bit more for adults, and I think it, it had... Uh, and it, it, it was more unique. Like, it wasn't... Uh, it, it's not the, like upbeat lighthearted thing but it still had a upbeat message i mean the the message of the movie it was does, still but like you said it's positive just, it's fairly mild and it just feels like overly old-fashioned in a way where it's like yeah i've seen this movie before yeah, yeah i mean i i'm not it wasn't my favorite of the summer or anything but i walked out of there you know like oh i'm, I'm glad i saw it yeah and I, I i'm glad i saw it and i like things about it i just I would have liked to have liked it more. I think there's a I think there's potential there to make a really good movie if you're going to turn this into a live action thing, and mm -hmm. it just kind of didn't get there. And not in the same, not like it, uh, compared to like Peach Dragon from a couple years ago, which I thought That's was a good comparison. I think yeah. it was, which was a really solid like let's take a premise like this and turn it into a live action movie. And it has a similar tone too. It's kind of dour, like sure. it's you know. Yeah. It's, but it, I actually think I liked Winnie the Pooh more, or yeah. I'm sorry, Christopher Robin more yeah. than Peach Dragon. We'll talk about pick, talk about surprises. Peace Dragon. I was I was surprised. It was a good movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I was like, I don't know about this one. You guys were like, Abe, hey, you have no heart. And then all of a sudden, I saw it. I was like, You guys are right. I didn't have a heart, yeah, and now I, I do. Yeah, Alex Billington was like over the moon for that movie. He was just like couldn't get enough of it. Robert Redford, great in that movie. Next question. What do we got? Who are some of your favorite characters from this summer at the movies? Brandon on the show, has Hi. Toby the telephone pole from Hereditary. Uh, <laughs> I like how they gave him a name. Um, Justin has Jack-Jack, and lastly, Alan has Kate Blanchett's Lou, and Elsie Fisher as Kayla. Well, Tony Collette from, from Hereditary, I thought her performance was outstanding. I, I thought she made the movie, and I think she, she kind of elevated that film to something that could have been, you know, solid, uh, and into something that was much, much greater. I agree with that. I think, uh, I mean, actually, speaking of, like, Infinity War, I do think Josh Brolin had a pretty great summer, because I do think he's very good as Thanos. And he's, I think like, he's, in every other and movie. I, and I think he's very good as uh, as uh, Cable. I think he does a good job in that mm -hmm. movie. Um, mm -hmm. Same with, uh, with uh, Zazie Beetz as, uh, Zazie as Beats, Domino yeah. in, uh, in Deadpool 2. Like I, as far as adding things to that universe, I think they worked really well. Like those are, those are aspects of that film that I think stuck out as far as what I like about that. I had to review the whole Deadpool two Blu-ray, so I watched like hours of special features on this thing, with all these alternate lines and whatnot. And it's like those guys they were doing their job. Reynolds was too, but I think I think there's just the the there's like a big chase in the middle of that movie, and it involves all of them, and that's where the movie really came alive for me. And so yeah, that's like that was like a highlight sequence it involves like all of them doing stuff. Uh, what else? What other characters? I thought Michelle Yeoh in uh, Crazy Rich Asians yeah. was good. Yeah, I, I think she she brought something to that character. It, that could have been. It was a bit of a stock character, the sort of you know, bringing his girl uh, girlfriend to mom, who's sort of disapproving. But uh, she was quite good. And then of course that sort of you know, uh, mahjong scene was 
kind of like where she really got to kind of show off her acting talent. Yeah. I um, uh, uh, Ron Stallworth, um, both versions of him. Ron Stallworth. Uh, both Ron Stallworths, I think, are uh, great characters. <laughs> um, I, I heard this guy Fred Rogers. He's he seems like a pretty cool cat. He did his job this summer, I think. I don't so. know. That guy just seemed to wear cardigans all the time, though. Yeah, he did it with style. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, what's uh, his, uh, there's something like this that got like nothing, but I think Hotel Artemis had a number of colorful characters that I think worked really well for that movie. You know, Jodie Foster did a really good job. She in did. Hotel she's she's really good at it. Like, yeah, like <laughs> it, it's been a while since I've kind of felt you know a, a character her embrace a character like that, and so I was I was pleased to see that. I liked Elsie Fisher. She's the young girl in uh, eighth grade. I thought yeah. she was natural. She really is, I believe, an eighth grader. So they cast somebody who wasn't a Hollywood type, but more someone who actually embodied that character. And, and I think she was natural, and, and, and she, she brought a lot to that character. For sure. We dogged it, uh, but I liked Anne Hathaway in Ocean's 8. Oh, she's the best part. So, yeah. She's having a blast. She's, like, she's having a lot of fun, that's playing, for sure. Like, oh, this, yeah. this, this twisted version of herself. Like, it's, it's clever. Right, right. That way, She was good. <laughs> well, that's you know, good. Okay, I spoke so much about Christopher Robin. Eeyore was solid in Christopher Robin. They did a good Eeyore. Is that because he's, like, giving knowledge pearls and being himself? Does that sound like Eeyore? When is Eeyore giving knowledge pearls? I don't know. Just about, <laughs> like, about life. You were just complaining about everything. <laughs> I, I thought the character renderings in that were pretty good. I was I mean, like I the liked, way they. Yeah. Because yeah, I know, I know of, some I mean, people really were, like, existed. Some people were scared of them or thought they were too frightening. I thought that this. That this is, <laughs> they look real. They, yeah, yeah. Don't they look exactly the way that they should they look, look? Well, yes, but I, I could see where that comes from with like how the faces are designed and some like Winnie the Pooh. I could see in. Because they changed it too. Like in the pre- you can see alterations in the Winnie the Pooh design. Like it used to be grayer, and the eyes were speedier and stuff. It's like so. <laughs> it was grayer. It was it, like you can watch. You can watch the earlier previews and compare it to these ones. You can see that they clearly went back and redid the CG on Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> like he's got it. He looks okay. a little more f- friendly in the final version. <laughs> I um, I, I could see uh, the uh, screen slaver from Incredibles two being a popular cosplay. Oh yeah. Down the round line here. That was a pretty right. Well, he's, he's got to give design. a warning all the time, though. Right, yeah. Oh, Anna can't wait to see Reflux in real life. I'm kidding. She thought that disgusting. <laughs> no. I was like, I, I don't know. That one seemed like it's a bad character. <laughs> um, well, let's move on to the next question here. Uh, which summer movies did you see the most this summer or plan to see again? Uh, friend of the show, Jordan, has Infinity War. Uh, he watched it twice. Mission Impossible, he watched it twice. And he would rewatch both uh, of them again uh, several times. And he would also watch Incredibles 2, Deadpool, and Blind Spotting. Uh, Philip has, I would uh, need to see Infinity War again to make a fresh assessment. My theater experience was hampered by the audience, which I think soured my thoughts on it. Philip, I feel you. That happens to me all the time. Watch it again. Justin has, apparently I've not seen the mov- enough movies this summer. George, Justin, go see some movies. Did you guys have uh, any movies that uh, you guys had a lot of fun with and plan to see again? I've... I would see Sorry to Bother You Again. Okay. I, I, I didn't see any movies twice. I saw everything just once. But Sorry to Bother You is the one that kind of sticks out that I say. I, I, I'd like to rewatch that film. I saw Infinity War and Solo twice. But right. those end up... I, I go see them for myself and then I take my kids the next time. So... 
Um, so. Anna and I, we saw Incredibles and Mission Impossible twice and Avengers Infinity War twice. I've, I mean, I've seen it since because I have it on Blu-ray now, the uh, Avengers. Um, so I've seen that a few times. Um, I don't think I would have seen Deadpool more times if I didn't need to review the Blu-ray, but I've seen that three times now. <laughs> so, wow. Because I, yeah. I like the commentary. So I watched the, because they have like a super duper <laughs> extended cut. So I watched that and then, the, then I watched the commentary track also. Which is oh, makes who, sense. Does the com- who does the commentary? Uh, they got Ryan Reynolds, uh, the writers, and the director. So it's like a good pan- it's, oh, it's the people perfect. it's the people you yeah, want on that commentary. Exactly, and, it, and it's that's solid. what you want to hear. Yeah. yeah, it's a good mix of like the the humor they clearly have as well as the technical stuff. So it's like it's a, it's a solid commentary. That said, I mentioned this already. The Avengers commentary track is pretty terrific. Like they have the writers and the directors, <laughs> and they go over a lot of things in a lighthearted way. Like it's a good casual okay. chatter. I, all of them are good. The because uh, they do the um, the, the Captain America Civil War one and the Winter Soldier one. Those are all solid tracks. Yeah, the remember. Russo brothers. Yeah, the Russo yeah. brothers and uh, uh, the writers uh, whose names I can never remember at the right time. That one guy and the other guy. Yeah, Jokey and um, <laughs> <laughs> The Marvel exactly guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Marvel is. <laughs> the Marvel guys. Yeah. Let's get to our next question. Uh, what movies are you looking forward to most this fall? Chris has The Bad Times of Del Royale. Uh, Justin has Mary Poppins Returns. Philip has First Man and Mary Poppins Returns. Maxwell says, I can't pick just one. First Man, If Beale Street Could Talk, A Star is Born, Halloween, The Predator, Roma, and on and on. Sarah has The Old Man and the Gun and A Star is Born. Chris has Suspiria, Mandy, The House that Jack Built, Climax, and Bad Times at the El Royale. Movies we're looking forward to this fall. Well... Several people mentioned First Man. That's definitely something high on my list. Uh, Beautiful Boy, um, Bohemian Rhapsody, Boy Erased, Widows, uh, If Beale Street Could Talk. Maxwell mentioned that. That's definitely something I want to see. Mary's Queen of Scots. Uh, I think it's Saoirse Ronan's bid for an actress, Best Actress Oscar, finally, possibly. Um, Roma by Alfonso Cuaron. Uh Yeah. So those are all the all the sort of the award contenders I'm excited about. I uh, Widows right now is probably like the, the highest. Nice. I think that movie looks so like that trailer is so good. But I mean, I, I think Steve McQueen is just like, this is such a cool thing. Like this guy doing like a genre film and Gillian Flynn is writing it. It's like in this cast, yeah. like all of these things uh, just make it look spectacular uh it does yes first man obviously i mean damien chazelle and like i i love this subject so it's like yeah why would i not want to see something like that uh i think bad times at el royale looks really cool like i like yeah, that i yeah. like that mainly because i that's the least i know about as far as where it's going um i didn't i know there's a new trailer which i did not watch on purpose because I, I didn't wanna, watch it. i'm I, not going to i don't want to know more about what's happening yeah. in that one but i am very excited about what it's going to do um and yeah, there's. I mean, you guys. Have, if Beale Street could talk, uh, Barry Jenkins Hall up to Moonlight. Uh, as you, Mark, and uh, Maxwell, you mentioned, I think that's one that I, I I look forward to seeing very much as well. Yeah, I want to talk about A Star Is Born. So like that when I saw the trailer, and I'm like, oh my god, I've seen this. I've seen all the versions of A Star Is Born. I've seen the the what is it? Janet Gaynor was the original one, and then, the I've the, and then I've seen the I've seen the Judy Garland Judy version, Garland. which is my favorite, mm-hmm. and then I've seen the Barbara Streisand version. But uh, this kind of reminds me a little bit of the Barbara Streisand version. Uh, Bradley Cooper is kind of doing a Chris Christopherson thing, and yeah. it's a little bit more modern. 
But I'm kind of looking at it, and it didn't it didn't really appeal to me. I'm just sort of like, oh god, I've seen this story so many times. You're... But the the buzz, but the buzz is really good. Like I'm hearing really good things about it. So I mean, I, I think Lady Gaga is uh, is a captivating singer, and, and you know I, she has personality. So you know maybe she brings it. That's that's what I'm hearing. Um, yeah. So I mean, I will see it. But I, I wasn't initially captivated by the trailer. It didn't really. Interesting. You're you're not alone. Like I like I'm not gonna say, man, this is gonna be terrible. But at the same time, like, yeah, okay, it looks like a movie that comes out in October. (laughs) Like that's 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 the kind of vibe I got from. I'm kind of on the opposite fence. I'm a big fan of Bradley Cooper, and I think that Lady Gaga can, uh, when she's uh, her singing style is is obviously there. So the trailer looks like it's got good cinematography. But yeah, like what you're saying. it looks very manipulative, like is, is Lady Gaga saying, like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not." I people always look at me like I'm ugly, yeah. and he's like, "You're beautiful." And yeah, right. my psychology friends have definitely picked up. You're that, not, that you're not ugly. So why right. are you pretending you are? You know, well, but it's, whatever. It's, yeah, it's sort of like what you're saying though, too, Mark. Of just like you know, you've seen this story, whether it's in a previous version of A Star Is Born or in other it's, movies that do the same it's, kind it's of. It's a good title. story, it's but I mean, I've it's seen a good it story three times. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like nothing. It's, it's, not, yeah, it's, not, it's not a matter of, like, yes, I know these are people that are capable of doing good things. It's just the movie I'm being presented with right now just speaks to, yeah, all right, that's probably going to be good, but okay. Like, that's that's the reaction I have to it. That's that's where I, I, do, I look I at do it. you like a good song, so we'll see what happens. Well, I'm not but, a country guy, uh, so. Yeah. Well, that's like, I mean. <laughs> I mean, with like Bohemian Rhapsody, I'm worried like it's a paint by numbers biopic. Oh, I'm that's, not excited. That's, 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 one, that's what it looks like to me too. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, like, that looks like oh, now this we do this, and now we do. And then, but oh, I, I do, I do think that uh, you know, uh, Rami Malek looks like him. And yeah, but like, what was yeah. the last time you watched a biopic where you're like, well, the guy didn't look like him enough, so now I don't. Right, know. right. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm sure he, he did. Jabs. But I mean, he, I, I'm sure he did helps. the work. I'm sure he did the work to like it, do a good. He's Mercury. he's lip syncing, right? He, they're they're yes, using. They're, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. I mean, no. Ooh, yeah. two more. Two I mean, more. I just two more. I just remembered. Uh, the favorite, okay. the New Yorkers Lanthimos film, because I really like. Oh the yeah. Blue I didn't. Lanthimos, yeah. Because uh, I love and? Kill, Killing of a Sacred Deer and the Lobster. And uh, the front runner, the other Jason Reitman film coming out this year with uh, Hugh Jackman. Oh, with uh, yeah, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. yeah. There, there's another movie. I I I wasn't crazy about um his last film, but Backseat, uh, directed by Adam McKay, about uh what, what's a vice president uh, under George W. Bush. Cheney. Um, that's uh, that's Cheney. Cheney. Yeah, that's also kind of a a big possible award yeah. contender. But that hasn't come out yet, right? No, no, no. This okay. is for fall. Okay. No, cool. I'm saying I. Yeah, it's supposed to come out this fall. Uh, yeah, that's. It's just we've seen. There's like been nothing on it yet, as far as right. Like, yeah. Except for like big uh, yeah. photos of Christian Bale getting yeah. plump. By default, I'm looking forward to it. I think Abe and I were both big fans of the big, the big short. So Adam I mean, McKay in general, I think you and I both like a yes, lot. Yes, I, I think he's a very yeah. capable director. So and also just the way that he like jabs you with like the commentary while while giving you something. Uh, very interesting to see on the screen. Well, I will, I will say again, watch Succession since he's a, he directs the couple, first couple. Does he episodes. direct all he, of them? He directs the first couple, and he's you know it's okay. you can feel the Big Short all over that series as far as that kind of tone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, also, I kind of okay, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say I kind of glossed over it when I was listing all the movies I was looking forward to. But Boy Erased uh, is Joel Edgerton's uh, uh, is a film he's directing, and it's got Lucas Hedges. Uh, coming of age drama. Uh, Nicole Kidman and Russell Crowe play the parents, and uh, that also looks like it, it could be a powerful film. It's got and, a good song in the trailer. And Ed- Edgerton, I like him as a. Di- I like him in general. I think he's a great actor, yeah. but I like him as a director as well. 
See? The gift. Right. He did, looking forward he did to, the gift, uh, right? Gift, yeah. He did the yeah, gift, yeah. Which, which was like a really like eerie movie. Yes. <laughs> I guess it is. Yeah. It's, it's like, it was not, it's not really, you know, your typical, like, it's not a slasher or whatever. It's kind of just like a thriller suspense movie. Yeah. Um, Brandon, did you have any? I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I haven't gone yet either, Brandon. So I'm oh, you and I. Are we, like, know, we, know, we know Abe's. Abe's been, Abe. Abe has been for like the last like five minutes really interested in what I'm wanting. I keep hearing him go, Brandon. Are you? you know, <laughs> the conversation keeps going. You know, Abe just wants to talk about <laughs> Venom and Robin Hood the whole time. So you know, we don't need right. Um, <laughs> which are two of my no. Um, I, okay, like uh, the Predator, which now not not only is like. It's a Predator movie. I like the Predator movies, but mm-hmm. Shane Black, Fred Decker collaboration. Uh-huh. Like, that's mm-hmm. awesome. That's good. I like that. Um, I, I'm intrigued by this, like, resurgence of um, kind of, like, family or kid horror movies and the House of the Clock in the Walls kind of yeah. has my interest. It's an Eli Roth film. Yeah. Which, that has me, like, huh? But... <laughs> You know, and of course, you guys know I'm jacked for Halloween. Of course, that pretty excited about that. It does um, look very good. <laughs> Helps as well. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, which uh, is this a, another sequel or is this a what is it exactly? Or well, it, in true Halloween fashion, they will be. So Halloween H2O said, "Well, I'm gonna ignore all the sequels after two. Well, this one's like, oh, I will one up you, and we will ignore all the sequels after one." So there's no brother and sister connection anymore. That was introduced in the second one. So now it's just a follow-up. You watch the first movie, and then there's this one. So that's that's where they. But they have. I mean, John Carpenter's produced it. He's doing, doing the, score. the score. Jamie Lee Curtis is back. Blumhouse is doing it. So they're not like going crazy with budget or anything like that. And. It's being they, released right before Halloween. Yeah, it's so actually I know, Halloween. What I'm, I know what I'm seeing on Halloween. Right. Uh, <laughs> and you got, like, you have David Gordon Green directing. And, like, with a, yes. He co-wrote the script of Danny McBride. It's like Danny McBride, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also very intrigued by Suspiria. Um, yeah. Speaking of, you know, old horror things, like, I love yeah. that it, it evokes, like things that remind me of, like i know like the basic premise of suspiria but it looks like they're doing their own damn thing with suspiria which is really cool and tilda swinton's like the perfect casting to be in like how she's not been in an argento movie anyway that's that's interesting but um yeah it's that um a lot of them named already uh, i'm a harry potter guy so of course fantastic beasts something that has me creed 2 which uh as a Rocky fan, I'll see, but I'm kind of iffy, <laughs> if you know what like, I mean. I think I, I'm more excited for it. it as a another entry in the Rocky series than I was right. when, when Creed was coming out, and it felt like something really fresh and coming off with yeah. Ryan Coogler coming off of Freefield Station. I'm like, all right, like yeah. that one I was pumped for. This is like, all right, cool, another one. Let's let's see where this and, goes. <laughs> like, uh, like uh, Into the Spider Verse looks really neat. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's yeah. right. That one looks cool and. Maybe Bumblebee is the, the Transformers movie that wins me over. Who knows? I Travis Knight. I like the tra- <laughs> I like the trailer. I, I so like far. the trailer. Yeah. I like Haley Stanfield, so maybe. Although every time they play the trailer, the score in it 
sounds like they're going to play Phil Collins' Take Me Home. <laughs> and it takes place in the 80s, so I'm like, oh, that's the song they're going to use. And like, oh, no, this is just the score. But it sounds just like the Phil Collins song. So It just feels so less aggressive than other Transformers movies, so it's like, that's a plus right there, it seems. Right, yeah. Well, it is a... Uh, bo- what is it? the production budget is much much lower, isn't it? It's it yeah. is a, it's it's, like it's, a smaller scale. It's more a... reasonable, yeah, because it's only going to deal with so many transformers. Yeah, so... and it looks like, like you'll be able sense. to tell them apart from each other when they're battling too. <laughs> you know, like there was a movie that just came out. Was it AXL or something that kind of Axel? reminded Robo me? Robo Dog. Of... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that kind of reminded me a little bit of Bumblebee, like sort of the idea right. that oh, here's this robotic thing and. Um, if they called so, him Robo and, Dog, I would have seen that movie. I'm telling you. People love John they Cena. Robo Dog, yeah. They do love John Cena. Yeah. They love John Cena. He's I don't know, but that that yeah, yeah. it's like well maybe you're the one Bumblebee, maybe you. All right, so let's move on. Let's get to our our last question before we kind of start wrapping things up. If you had to pick one movie that you go is going you or you think is going to be the top film of next summer, summer 2019. Mm. What do you think it's going to be? And before you make those choices, I'm just going to go through some of the big films that are coming out, starting with Disney, because they have a ridiculous lineup. Uh, Avengers 4, Aladdin, The Lion King, and Spider-Man Far From Home. They got all those coming. You also have a Godzilla. You have uh, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You have a new Charlie's Angels. Detective Pikachu, of course. Um, Let's see, the Men in Black reboot with, uh, I believe, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. Uh, John Wick 3, Parabellum, The Secret Lights of Pets 2. Oh, Toy Story 4. I forgot about Toy Story 4. That's oh, also... Oh, <laughs> no. You're throwing a wrench into my system. Unless it got moved. Yeah. I don't think it did. I think it's still set for 20... I think it keeps kind of moving those around the schedule. Um, so know, they're going to huh. do The Lion King and Aladdin in the same summer? And Toy Story Crazy. 4. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's... What's going on here? Hobbs and Spread Shaw. it out! Hobbs and Shaw, the uh, Fast and Furious spinoff featuring the Meg's Jason Statham at Skyscrapers the Rock Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> if they join forces, that's, that's sure to be 400 million. The Minecraft movie. You think movie. They, would, they would space those out. It, uh, but, yeah, it's crazy. Like, uh, Lion King and Aladdin that close just seems yeah, Aladdin's, like a, like, Aladdin's, a mistake. Aladdin's, is that... Aladdin is Memorial Day, and uh, what the Lion King is, I think, like July something. It's so two oh. months later. By the way, this is a Shaft remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Jackson. It's back. not a remake. It's it's, it's, a, it's another it's another oh, sequel. Roundtree, yeah. Roundtree, Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just like I it. thought that was going to be a Netflix movie. It's are like gonna... it seems like it's a movie and it's like going to be a Netflix thing. It's very confusing. I've been <laughs> I've been keeping an eye on Shaft because I'm very curious what it's supposed to be. But yeah, it's got some things. Well, all this to say that Avengers Four is going to be my pick. I'm going to have to say the same. I mean, I'm just using this summer as a blueprint, but I would go with Avengers 4. It's hard not to say Avengers 4. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that for sure. Yeah. I mean, the fourth Toy Story. I know. That's. But Toy Story 3 Ooh. was huge, and this is 10 years after that one. <laughs> like, it's. More, more kids have been born. And then. I will. And I, then, I, you know. But also, oh, sorry. I, th- I mean, these live action ones, they can be big, and like Lion King. That seems like a huge prob- probability right there, right. too. It's like, that's yeah, well, that's cause look at, look at Beauty, Beauty and the Beast was gigantic. So if it's anything like that. And, like, and, a lot, and by the way, there is a Dumbo in March. So there's three of these right. things fairly close to each other. So they oh, could yeah. crush each other. Like, that could... 
I don't know. But, they, but you know what? I all these the, movies... I think the market will support it. Yeah. I mean, there's, are, there's room for all these uh, superhero films. I think there's room for lots and lots of Disney films. Right. But they also aren't hardcore princess movies. I think that's one thing Beauty and the Beast had an advantage of. But then again, there was a Cinderella one. But Beauty and the Beast was a huge... Like, if they did Little Mermaid and it was coming, I might be like, hmm... I think I'm, I'm just. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm most curious I what the movie, like, I'm most curious what the Lion King's gonna look the like. Lion I King think that's could... that's what I'm most curious about. What it's gonna like because I mean it's John Favreau again. So it's just what Jungle yes. Book without the human. Jungle Book was awesome, yeah. But it, and which made a ton of money too. <laughs> it was huge. Yeah, and and then Aladdin's like wildly popular. It's got all they keep the songs like they're at they're keeping the songs, and adding new ones. <laughs> like so they got yeah. everything. That's insane because they got Will Smith. It's a Will leave... Smith movie too, so it's like. <laughs> You'd think but, one Brad, of those would be this summer, you know, like next summer, and the other would be the following summer they'd be doing these, or like two completely yeah, different it, times. It's weird that Disney's having like a fire sale on these live action remakes when it seems like they can just print money over and over again with these. But, like, why know. is one not November? You know, but, it, Brandon, were you saying that you thought that because uh, it's not a princess movie that it that hinders it? No, no, no. I think in terms of bigness, I think you're. Like I, I think both of these are going to be humongous, but I think if you have a princess, I think there's a princess factor that could just take it a little bit. Like that could yeah, take I, it above I, Avengers rather than I, I just right that, behind it. Yeah, with something like *The Beauty and the Beast*, I think a lot of little boys go, "Oh, I, I don't want to see that." But *Lion King*, I think, might have sort of explode with everybody because I think girls are less likely to say, "Oh, I don't want to see a movie about the Lion King or something." You know what I mean? I, I feel like Lion King didn't is going to have Beauty and the Beast though. I mean, Beauty and the Beast was It did. It didn't. But that's what I'm saying is that I think that Lion King could be even bigger. Hmm. Or Aladdin. I mean, I guess it, it, Lion King seems like the bigger of the two, I but mean, I, I, it's yeah. hard to say. I mean, the Lion King is it's a bigger of the original. That Lion was King, the peak it? of the original 2D animation I mean, run from uh, the late 80s. The Lion King has Beyoncé in it, so you know. Yeah, there's a lot of factors going for <laughs> yeah. it. By the way, it Brandon, lot. Brandon, Disney has Frozen 2 that November. Uh, oh, of course. <laughs> it's, Disney's going to have an insane year next year. They'll, they'll, and two, and two well, weeks they, later is is Outside In is coming. So there you go. That's what they do. Yeah. No, just kidding. And then Star, ha- I mean, they're and, having and then an Star Wars. This year. <laughs> they're having a big oh. enough year where solo flopping is like, okay. Like, that's, that's the reaction they can have. That's the kind of money they can spend. But if Solo doesn't have those production in- issues, we're like, oh, it just didn't perform as well as the others. I mean, it's still yeah, a disappointment. Yeah, but but... If they add a hundred million to its budget to account so, for the director swap, yes, there's a, there's a change there. Did, on uh, Box Office Mojo, they divide up like the studios and like what their market share is for the year. Uh, Disney has thirty three percent of the market for yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. That's and, insane. And, and that's the, right. the next the next one isn't isn't even close. It's Universal with thirteen percent. So. That's you know, and next year they're probably going to even be bigger. I mean, if only that dark universe had worked out. <laughs> Just wait yeah. till they start making those live action yeah. Illumination fairy tales. No! Yeah. Don't you you want to see? Do Gru? not give me a live action Minions. You want you don't you want to see Danny DeVito as the Lorax in reality? <laughs> no, that that I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm not. <laughs> He's actually not bad as the uh, the real life Red M and M. All right, <laughs> I think it's time to move on now. Let's start wrapping things up. Uh, first up, let's get to some out now presents out now. These movies that are coming out on Blu-ray or DVD this week. First up, Abe's favorite movie of the summer, Hereditary. That is incorrect. Yes. Time for Abe to pick it up and realize he's wrong. <laughs> Starring Oscar nominee Tony Collette. She is a two-time Oscar nominee already, but yes, a third time perhaps. 
<laughs> Possibly. Um, let's see. What else? Won't you be my neighbor? Yeah, go see feel, it. feel free good to good. say yay or nay to these. <laughs> oh, yay, yeah, yeah. of course. It's quite good. That goes without saying. Yeah, um, who, would, who would say that? No, dr- it's still in theaters, isn't it? It is in some theaters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Adrift comes out. This is the uh, the what the Shailene Woodley and Sam Claflin. That's always a difficult last mm-hmm. for me to say. I saw this. It's fine. Okay. Um, Ghost stories. This is a Martin, what? Brandon. Did you see this one? It's an anthology horror film. Has Martin Freeman's like one of the stories presented to this? I, I I have a copy of it. I haven't watched it. Yeah, I really want to see it. I've been wanting to see it. Um, I hear a lot of good things. Frank Frank Oz personally messaged me on Twitter to tell me that Ghost Stories is really good. So wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you have to see it. I know. I like, How'd I said, he do in the you... summer movie gamble? He did great. Frank Oz. Oh my god, he was killing it the whole time. He had like six dead on. <laughs> But then he, he picked uh, he picked upgrade. It was like, why'd you do that, Frank Oz? And yeah, they really set him off in the, at the end. <laughs> um, that would get him sixty points right there, though. Six dead on, so he's, you know he did great. Or sixty three points if he had Avengers. Let's talk more about Frank Oz. Next up is Beast, which uh, Mark you brought up earlier. Oh, nice. Yeah, Beast is out this week, and it's quite good. I agree. Um, Hocus Pocus and Nightmare Before Christmas twenty fifth anniversary editions. Oh, twenty five years. Kudos. Nightmare Before Christmas gets the sing-along edition, by the way, this time around. You get a sing-along oh, track. Yeah. Hocus Pocus. If you don't already know the lyrics, because if you haven't seen it like 40 times, then yeah, I guess it's it's good for you. Yeah. Supernatural. Supernatural Season 13. It's a, that's the last one, right? I, I don't know. I, the show no, they're going until they, till they get forced off. Out wow, of Canada. good job. 13 seasons on TV is very difficult to do. Uh, Young Sheldon, season one. Oh, that get, that <laughs> got canceled. Did it? I have no idea. I'm just guessing. I remember the, the <laughs> I remember the ads for it. I don't they I don't guess promoted. I don't guess against CBS shows. I just assume they're still going. <laughs> I think you're probably wrong too. <laughs> like, wow, how would that fit? I think Young I th- Sheldon. I think, I think old Sheldon is getting canceled. That well, they're they're well, he's leaving, quitting <laughs> on their own. After this year. Mm-hmm. Got it. No, Young got Sheldon's it. still going. It's got a second season coming. A second season? Yeah. Okay. Glad we got that under control, guys. Everyone's yeah. Like, everyone was yelling at their, pod, they, at their iPod. They said, season one, you're over. We're going to do season two. And that's that's where Abe got confused. That, that's my view of what it is. Next up, we have Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2 on 4K this week. Do you mm. need to see those in 4K? No. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, why not? They were restored in 4K like They're... two years ago, so they were just ready to go. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah already. Uh, Scenes from a Marriage, the Bergman film that's on Criterion this week. It's oh, not no, that one. You basically you watch Bad Boys, Bad Boys Two, and Scenes from a Marriage, and you have yourself a night right there. That's what I say. Uh, that's what's out now. Let's move on to extremely cool. These things are now streaming on Netflix or Prime. Uh, first up on Netflix, Ozark season two. Uh, that's the Jason Bateman Laura Linney show. Um, which, I've heard uh, good things about season one. It's quite good. I I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, yeah. I started season two, and it's yeah, it's continuing on as you know in the world in the way that it was, where it's like yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Also, Black Panther is going to be on Netflix this week. Heard Already, it. after making seven hundred million at the box office, after, after being the, the still highest domestic grossing film of the year. Yes, it's going to be on right. Netflix this week. <laughs> Um, the River Wild, I wanted to mention too, just because that's Meryl Streep in a genre movie, and you don't see that very often, so I wanted to point that out. It's on Netflix. <laughs> the River Wild. 
starring Meryl Streep, David Strathairn, and a very threatening Kevin Bacon and John C. Riley. Mm-hmm. Directed by Curtis Hansen. <laughs> I might watch that. I haven't seen that in years. <laughs> anyway, yeah. on uh, on Prime this week, Jack Ryan, season one, the uh, John Krasinski TV version of Jack Ryan. Have you watched that yet? I haven't, but I can't wait to see him shake his big silly nose at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it is it is like Homeland without the crazy carry stuff. So it's good. Wait, does what is does that make it good or bad? I'm I'm wait <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for it to announce why like it needed to happen. Why what what keeps you what sets you apart from other stuff like this? So okay. but I'm not I'm I'm about halfway through, but that's. Okay, because like the previews may just make it look like, what if we took all the analyst scenes from the board movies and made that into a TV show? Like that's that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting, and maybe occasionally they go yeah. in the field. Homeland, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but without without like a unique without character. psychological damage, yeah, or Manny Patinkin's beard, yes, and occasionally Manny Patinkin. Instead, you get Wendell Pierce. Oh, she. That sounds pretty good then. All right. <laughs> But I'll watch, I'll watch, when I finish Ozark, I'll watch Jack Ryan, I think, <laughs> just so I can conflate all these things. Um, also on Prime this week, Mother! Uh. I believe it's at least three of our top tens from last year. I don't know, no yep. reaction. Yeah. 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 I like Mother, I said, yeah. I said that. Yeah, no, we're not listening to you. Mother's great. Um, and lastly, uh, Strangers Pray at Night is now on Prime. Oh. I'm only gonna watch it because uh, you told me about a pool scene. It's Check out that pool scene. That pool scene is. To, I mean, the movie is fine. Like, it's a fun, it's a solid slasher movie. But that pool scene oh, is yeah. like that's a slasher classic right there. It's just right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's got yeah. It's a it's a solid little slasher movie, but it's got a big ass moment. Yeah. Mm, okay. And it's got some fun. Like, it's a big like. It's very carpenter heavy as far as its kind of score and the use of color mm-hmm. and the mood. Like, it's got some surprises that happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say Good so. Some, yeah, it's, it takes some turns that I wasn't expecting for a Strangers movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week's show. Next week, well, we have The Nun. We got The Nun coming out at the end of the week, um, which I'm actually quite kind of excited for as far as this goes. Yeah. Um, and uh, Eve and I, we might be joined uh, for an episode on Searching. We want to talk about Searching at some point. That's still. right, a special uh, episode. Yeah, a special episode. Yeah. So we're gonna we got a lot of bonus content coming because we have to do a Predator Two commentary as well, um, very soon. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll we'll arrange for that because uh, that's been, been years in the making. Been years in the making, and we actually have a new Predator movie. Like that's how crazy this is. There's actually a new Predator movie coming out by the time we actually got to our Predator Two commentary. Um, so yeah, we got we got a commentary. We got the Nun. We got Searching. There's another bonus episode Abe and I have also been meaning to do for a while. Um, yeah, I think since like last uh, July or so, this yeah. past July. Yeah, so uh, we got we got some things in the pipeline here. There's lots of other movies coming out in, in the next few weeks as well, including Predators for that or, or the the Predator for that matter. Um, so yeah, uh, last we do here, what should people go and see now? What do you plan to see next, Brandon Peters? What should people see in theaters right now? Uh, crap, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Um. I guess what you know what whatever if you still have movie pass whatever it lets you see I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna say uh, next? That's a great and answer. Ne- next for me is probably the nun. All right. Okay. Mark. I mean, if you haven't seen Mission Impossible, it's still playing in theaters. That would be my my main one. But uh, Crazy Rich Asians is like making money like crazy, and it's well worth your time. What is he next? Uh, probably the Predator. I would say would probably be the next thing I'd see. Hey. Yeah, definitely recommend Crazy Rich Asians. If you haven't seen any of the small movies that we talked about, Eighth Grade, Blind Spotting, Sorry to Bother You, 
Black Klansmen, et cetera, go see those. They're great. They're worth your time. Next, uh, probably, uh, I definitely, ha- I definitely have to check out Searching because uh, we were supposed to watch. Oh yeah, that. yeah, actually, S- Searching. I mean, that's currently in theaters, and that was quite good. I enjoyed that. There you go. Yeah, I would say the same. Mission Impossible, Searching, and Black Klansman. Those are my go-to's right now. As far as hey, what you go see? Those. And um, <laughs> uh, what am I seeing next? I'm seeing Peppermint tomorrow. Actually. Oh okay. The uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Garner. Jennifer movie. Garner goes bad. Um, from the director it's of alias grown up got from, it from the director of taken and district b13 so i'm like this this could be good like <laughs> i want this to be good i like i like pierre morel when he's on, when he's yeah. on and uh, i was and i'm seeing the nun this week too so which i look okay. forward to yeah uh, all right good it's been a big long episode going over these results but i'm happy with it and that's going to do it for this week's episode of that now there in name you can find more of my work on my personal blog the code zeke.com you can also find me on twitter at twitter.com so change Find more stuff over my Instagram, <laughs> abe.moon. Find more over my Twitter, twitter.com slash uh, uh, Moose. Hashtag crazy rotations. Mark Hoban, where should people find more of your work online? You can find more of my work on my personal blog, fastfilmreviews.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter, Mark underscore Hoban. Brandon Peters. Cult Cinema Cavalcade, cultcinemacavalcade.com, and uh, whysoblue.com. You can find all the other you can find all the other episodes of Out Now Theron and Abe over on iTunes, Audio Boom, and Spotify. Listen to those are HHLOD, SoundCloud, and Podomatic. Uh, feel free to email us any thoughts you might have had this week at our email at uh, outnowpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also write on our Facebook wall, Facebook.com slash outnowpodcast, or tweet us at twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. And feel free to send plenty of gifts to Abe saying better luck next time. Sincerely, a scary clown at outnowpodcast.tumblr.com. I don't think clowns say that. They do now. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the Mac and Me Scream Factory edition Blu-ray. He's always he's, he's, Apparently he's, that yeah. Mac and Me, there's a, a very unfortunate ending to that. Is there? In the Japanese version, apparently something else happens to the boy. Because I believe the, the end of the, the, Mac, the Mac and Me I know is like they all like gather up and drink Coke and the family's reunited with his alien son and they're all happy. <laughs> I'll send it to you via Twitter. <laughs> I don't want to watch Mac and Me. <laughs> uh, Mark, Brandon, thank you both for joining us this week. Thank you both. Thank you for yeah. giving me third place. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for giving me fifth place. Uh, and, th- and thanks to, in no particular order... Adam, Alan, Jay, Jordan, Jose, Mark, Is, Maxwell, Peter, Scott, Terrence, Yancey, and Zachy for all joining in on the gamble as well. Um, it's been good to do these for the past nice several years. Nice to mention years. Becky. And, <laughs> Becky for beating all of us in this. Becky for destroying all of our asses. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun to do the she gamble. She was the Thanos to our uh, <laughs> Infinity War. We'll, we'll see if it goes even bigger next year or smaller. <laughs> but, um, uh, but no, it's always fun to do the gamble. Happy we got all the results. I guess I got to share these with all the other guys too. This is what happened. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week's episode. So until next time, so long. And goodbye. My lover stands on golden sand and watches the ships that go sailing somewhere beyond the sea. She's there watching for me. If I could fly like birds on high, then straight to her arms. It's fun 
Like the very end when like the ship's like about to hit the city and it's just going huge on the score and it's like this is so much fun i love this that's that's my biggest yeah, the, like the I, score for all those films are good oh for sure and mm-hmm. like i love so much about both of these movies but this one specifically is just having just seen it but like it's the score that just stands out so strong to me it's just like you make you know you leave the theater just thinking yeah because of that score it's a big band and fun take that uh what am i looking at Life of the Party. I'm just trying to. I was looking at. A, I was trying to find like a random movie on this list. The original composer. <laughs> Take that, Life of the Party. That was my thought right there. <laughs> <laughs>